0: No way you know, to escape in space maybe you're maybe you're for, a your brain, for your give it every day, the love give that we made a hits favorite drug, favorite up, up, up in your love I've been trying but in yeah. tried but
1: live. It's a lot to talk about. You know, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's older age. Notice I didn't say old age, but it just seems like so many things are happening. And the age old argument is just as much was happening before, but we didn't have social media. We have social media now. And every time something happens, a, a star picks his nose and it gets caught on camera. Boom. There it is. You know, Stars, politicians, regular people. I guess we have so much access to information because we're in the street and have the phone in our hand and an alert goes off. We get to see what's happening, but we don't find that out until we get home and watch the news if we ever see it back in the day. So I I guess middle of the road, it's a little bit of both, but we are so information driven and the information most of the time is not even something useless to us or useful to us. It's useless to us lots of times. So it kind of packs up our... Subconscious mind and kind of has us working slow on the other things we need to be focused on. Like I would tell jokes about people, and I have a overall name of people who send you stuff or talk to you about stuff that's really irrelevant to make you better. I mean, I have no problem living life, you know, shooting the crap about different things, but for some people that's all it is. So I call the ministers of useless information. <laughs> I gotta put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> ministers of useless information. They run you that. Hey, did you hear about so-and-so? It's like, what? Is this something that I can make some money with? Is this something that I can better my status in the world? No, no, man. Beyonce fell on the stage. Okay, she didn't hurt herself, right? She's she's cool. Or something totally irrelevant. And we have all of that right now. So that's poetic justice for the gossipers out there. That they'll forever be caught up in a never-ending circle of just gossip. And they'll just spend their lives just chewing on stuff that's not going to do anything for them because you got to understand if we rate success by money, which that's not really the way to rate rate it. You know, the, those who are the top money makers in the world have the same amount of time that we do. They have the same 24 hours in a day that we do. And other people have the same 24 hours, but they spend it different. And then later on, <laughs> the white man did it to me. We know the system that's out there to keep us in a certain place. We know it so well, we should have been masters of it. I know it so well in New York City, I was not going to get caught up in getting shot or getting duped into a fight that was going to get me stabbed up. I knew, keep your butt inside. If you go outside and do something, in certain ways you have to move. You know what I mean? So we, we're wise now. There's no way you don't know certain things. But then again, certain things are unfortunate in this world. And I take my, my hat off to people who have to deal with unfortunate situations in this life. Just want to apologize for coming on a little later. I actually tried to stay up all day. I got about two out, two hours of sleep last night. I said, I'm gonna push through it. I showered Mr. Scurve, went up to the property. I stayed down, I showered, got myself clean, sort of tinkering around on the website with some really minor things that you wouldn't notice on the back end. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to lay down for five minutes. I left the lights on. I left the computers on. I left everything on as is, left some food on the table and just went back there for five minutes and laid down for about five hours. (laughs) That's the way the human body is. You can't trick it. You got to pay the piper sooner or later. So this is why I have a more laid back, you know, a little more I don't want to use the word fluid because they say a gender fluid. I don't want to even go near that word no more right now. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's like a person who said, you know, I'm happy and gay before it meant the gay, gay, the, the doo-doo brown, you know, playing around and butt gay, you know. And after a while, people are like, hey, I'm not going to use that word that much. Let's just put that on the shelf. We're not going to push with that too much. Sister Oyala, how are you doing? Yeah, they're always talking. Royal Prana. yes. Oh, this is a deep little thing you said here. Thanks for... You know, this thing is acting so funny. I'm trying to... Come on now, share it. Show, show. There it is. There is two timelines. It's your perception of things. It's your thoughts that make reality. Pay attention to goodness. Create your doing good, but good vibrations. Yes, that's what I do. Yeah, you're so right. I see these things and I just leave it alone you know, and just let them brush by. That's why I can get so much done. Other than that, you know, some people, it's like, uh, flies on, on sticky paper, on fly paper. They can't get away, you know? So, um, it's sad that it's like that, but that's just the way it is. I'm trying to shut down this particular. Okay, good. There it is. Thank you so much. Naima. Yes. Yes. Peace to you. Much peace and love to you. And thank you for your passionate, um, sharing of your point of view with religion and, and what they call spirituality. And yes, I want to talk about that. Matter, matter of fact, I might as well just jump into that right now. Um, Wayne, welcome. Welcome. Let me hide this, open this up. Everything's working a little slow out. For some reason, if we have a power outage out here and I disappear, hold tight because I will be returning on the phone. Okay, this happens frequently. Sometimes it doesn't happen for a month and all of a sudden, three days, it's like 10 times. i was like, what the heck is going on here? You know? But yes, Harry Belafonte. Who doesn't know Harry Belafonte? There are a lot of people who don't. Isn't that something? Even with our youngsters, even with, you know, whatever generation you want to choose, we know these little, little this and a little that rapper and little, 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 little stupid, you know, little stink breath, <laughs> little doodle in the diapers. We know all the little rappers. And we don't know Harry Belafonte, right? Now, everybody's not going to know everybody. But what are they teaching in our schools? When we talk about Black History Month, it's the same tried and true individuals, not that they didn't accomplish anything, but we need to go back before slavery. Our, our history did not begin at slavery. That's, what, that's the problem that I have with these schools, With teachers in there that don't look like us, we're supposed to go along with everything else. Everybody has their history, but we are the ones who started it all on the planet Earth. But a lot of folks don't want that; they want it even. So whenever we have anything black, it's always buried in things multicultural, and we're diluted. No, it came from us. We are the original people of the Earth. Tell like it is. Well, it shouldn't matter. No, it does matter. If it didn't matter, why did why did you change it? I'm not saying Harry Belafonte was back way back when we were beginning civilization and taught the world how to have plumbing, how to have philosophy. When they talk about the the Greeks and the Romans and all of this stuff, they got their stuff from us. Timbuktu, baby. We need to know that. This is why homeschooling is very important. Because it gives our, our children an esteem that someone else who down the line wants to oppress them. And we're not, you know, certain folks are afraid of the word oppression. still going on right now. Maybe it looks a different way, but it's the same thing. Financial, educational. You really can't fly the way you want to fly in America. That's why in this part of my life, I could not take it no more. Seeing it happen, seeing those of my people who just don't understand it and think I'm hateful. Well, you can't preach hate. I remember there was a certain wise individual, and I say that sarcastically because they weren't wise. They came from the Caribbean, very sheltered, and they would hear me listen to my Farrakhan tapes. So I'm not afraid to say that. Why should I be afraid to say that? Even if there are a few things that he's done recently that I question, it's the time that I came up in. And I used to listen to this stuff. You didn't hear it anywhere else. Nobody addressed the situation with the raw way that he did, straight shooting from the hip as he did. So people were afraid of him. And the first thing out of him, I can't, on the way to church to pray to the white Jesus, she went, oh, my God, teachers hate. See, she was one of those all-inclusive Negroes. Nobody's being inclusive on us unless they want to boost their numbers to have somebody black or a woman or a gay person on their team as far as the government's concerned. Like, okay, well, you employ a black person, yes, and you employ a woman, that's why the black women get a little more, not hating on them, but that's how they do us in corporate America. Keep the black man out. So when you coming home with your money, it's like, Negro, what are you doing? I can't find a job. Well, you better find, go, go, go harder. You have to. And like Brother Neil Frazier said, we need to get out of the mentality of trying to be a white man. We could be, you know, <laughs> black power fists all day, but we're trying to emulate the template of that. No, redefine yourself to who you are supposed to be. A duck cannot teach an eagle how to fly. A duck cannot teach an eagle how to fly. We got wings like a mother and don't know how to activate them because those who we're going to learn stuff from, they got it from us and they don't know how to convey it back. That's just the way. And if they could, they wouldn't. So this is why breaking off and doing your own thing is the best thing flow the way you need to flow. And you have enough Negroes out here who want to get around you and slow you down and want to get mad when they can't and they're pissed off. They played their hand and trying to stop you. And now you're flying high and they can't stop you. They don't have the talent to keep up with what you're doing. They don't have the brains to do it. It's not for them to do it, but they want to do it like you don't ever feel bad about the talents that you have. And the abilities that you have never feel bad about that. Anybody make you feel bad about that. There's something wrong with them and you need to get away from them as fast as you can before, before you get their mental cooties on you. A lot of, a lot of eagles are walking around in our community acting like they don't know how to fly and they, they don't believe they can fly. Walking around and I'm tired of walking. I just got to be a better way to get around and got all them wings and all that wind and they're not flying. And the teachers that taught you ain't teaching you how to fly because it's a threat to their community and their dominance over you. I got fired up with that. (laughs) And I ain't apologizing either because that's our plight. That's the things we have to deal with. And people say, Oh, why are you so angry? Angry? Of course. Because if I can't ascend to where I have to ascend to and do for my generations coming behind me. You are messing generations up. You don't give a damn if we're extinct we go away. As long as you can take our culture, as long as you can take our music, as long as you can take our customs, and as long as you can jump on our women. Ain't nothing like that in the white community or other communities. But you don't want us to know. I know. And I want everybody else to know. You got things that are inside of you that you never tapped into that are great, that will bring you all you need. And it's not just a matter of mere money. The satisfaction of flexing your wings and flying high as it was given to you. Look deep inside. Forget about their world. Their world is never going to give you anything. Nothing at all. They want you to be shining their shoes, making up their beds, sweeping their floors. Now, listen, do what you have to do now for the future. You're just not going to walk out in the street and and make it do what you got to do now. But while you're doing it, be pissed off, be righteously pissed off and say, wait a second, I've been through that. Wait a second. I, I need to be doing something better than this. I need to, why am I grinning? Because I'm not, I never hate on somebody else who's making more money. This is not just about money. It's about living the life you need to live. I look at the next person who might be a little slow in the head. I'm like, wait a second. How did this end up like this? I have better in me for me and I will do harder for me. I going to save that till we get down a little bit into the show. But we need to be pissed off if we're in the system. If you accept it and love it and like it and, and stay in your place, you're defeated and you're not going to accomplish anything of note in this life unless your slave master wants to give it to you. You see what I mean? So here we go. I'm going to read a little piece on Harry Belafonte. I I, I could not tell you <laughs> how, you know, we know him one way. We know him this way. We know him. This is a man who, it's like when I give you a rag and say, wring every drop of water out of it to the point where you feel that nobody else can wring out another drop of water. <sighs> he, <laughs> the Harry Belafonte rag, if you wrung it, water's it'll keep on going because he had so much inside of him. And I believe he, he got out the majority of 99.999% of the seeds of greatness out of his soul because he's affected our lives so much, whether you know him or not, he was out there going to bat for black people. He could have just sat down and been a, 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 an entertainer. You know, and a, a funny note is that Farrakhan was offered a contract and he was gonna be the next Harry Harry Belafonte, meaning that they were grooming him to come out before Harry Belafonte, then the big act would be Harry Belafonte. And he refused and went into the Nation of Islam. So he went and did one more concert and performance, knowing that that was gonna be his last, and he walked away from that because he knew he had a different direction. And isn't it something how Harry Belafonte ended up being an activist? All of his life, a very powerful activist. So while it's almost uh, something of a novelty when you see him singing and you realize this man had more in him than just that, I'm going to read part of an article. It's kind of long. I'm not going to, but for the sake of the show, when somebody listens to this five years from now, if we brush it off and just say a few little things, it's like, I mean, I can say Google it, but it's better when you hear it, right? Okay. Pro- prolific artist and fearless civil rights activist Harry Belafonte never minced words when it came to challenging perceptions of race, social justice, and pushing humanity to make the world, uh, uh, to make the world a little better. Okay, I thought I saw something else here. Right, let me turn down my sound here. I am a man who perceives life in a certain way. A man who rejects things that defecate on humankind who rejects anything that will not give people room for dissent, he once said. A warrior at heart who seamlessly combines soulful performances in film and music with a fearless sensibility in matters of race and human rights, Belafonte died on Tuesday at age 96. Belafonte was born in New York City to immigrant parents on March 1st, uh, 1927. His father, a Royal Navy chef, was from Martinique, his mother, a housekeeper, hailed from Jamaica. Both parents had racially mixed backgrounds. In Arnold Shaw's biography, Belafonte, the performer talked about his family's makeup and the influence it had on him as a child. If you could see my whole family congregate together, you would see every tonality of color. From the darkest black, like my Uncle Hine, to the ruddiest white, like my Uncle Eric, a Scotsman, he said. Belafonte lived in New York until he was nine, when his mother moved him and his brother to her native country to protect protect them from Harlem's harsh Depression-era streets. He attended Jamaica's private British boarding schools, which commonly used caning to discipline. In Jamaica, he wasn't always treated well by his lighter-skinned relatives, yet he found a way to embrace his new home, which had a major influence on him. I still have the impression of an environment that sang. Nature sang and the people sang too, Belafonte said in Shaw's biography. The streets of Kingston constantly rang with songs of piping peddlers or politicians drumming up boats in the lifting side song of the island. I loved it. Belafonte returned to New York at age 13 and would leave high school to join the Navy in 1944. On his return from World War II, he studied acting in the city while performing at the American Negro Theater with Sidney Poitier, who was a janitor and drama student. Belafonte was a stage hand. See, let me just cut that for a second. Sidney Poitier was a janitor and a drama student, and Belafonte was a stage hand. Look how they had humble beginnings, yet they became to be two of the greatest actors in the 20th century. You see what I mean? So sisters who have that condescending attitude toward brothers who may not have a, a, a high value income at the moment, look at Sidney Portier and look at Harry Belafonte. That's where they were at that particular time, but their trajectory was later on known to be something great and beyond as a humankind, beyond inhumankind. You see what I mean? So be careful when you turn your nose up to that brother who might be a janitor or a stagehand or working at McDonald's, you see what I mean? Or hustling with a cab. That might not be where he will end up years from now. Treat everybody fair and with love. You just don't know. I just had to interject that because we we overlook things sometimes. OK, here we go. Over the next over the next eight decades, the two would form a bond closer than brothers Working together in various films and fighting for civil rights, Portier passed away in January of 2022 at age 94. For over 80 years, Sidney and I laughed, cried, and made as much mischief as we could, Belafonte said in a statement following Portier's death. He was truly my brother and partner in trying to make this world a little better. He certainly made mine a whole lot better. Belafonte paid for his acting classes by singing in cabarets and nightclubs. Thanks to his soft but husky melodic voice, his singing career quickly blossomed, landing him appearances in 1949 at New York's famed Royal Roost and Village Vanguard Clubs. He signed his first recording contract with RCA Victor in 1952. In 1955, Belafonte recorded his first breakthrough album, Calypso the first record to sell more than 1 million copies, which introduced Caribbean sounds to mainstream audiences. The album features what would become, perhaps his best-known recording, the Banana Boat song, also known by its popular call, day <laughs> right? With his handsome magnetic on-screen presence, Belafonte landed a variety of strong leading roles, including Bright Road in 1953 and Carmen Jones in 1954. The the latter, a black modernized version of the opera, Carmen. Belafonte's voice, however, was deemed unsuitable and was dubbed by an opera singer. Isn't that something? In both films, he starred opposite Dorothy Dandridge. Dandridge. He pushed the envelope with his performance in Island in the Sun in 1987, which features a brief affair between his and Joan Fontaine's character. He starred and and produced Robert Wise's Odds Against Tomorrow in 1959, portraying a bank robber who reluctantly teams with a racist white partner played by Robert Ryan. One of television's first black producers, Belafonte won an Emmy for 1959's Tonight with Belafonte. He also won a Tony Award for Best Supporting Actor in John Murray Anderson's Almanac but he was dissatisfied with many of the roles he was offered and frustrated with Hollywood throughout his career. He turned down the part of Porgy and Otto Primminger's Porgy and Bess because of its stereotyping of black people. He abandoned film for music in the 1960s until 1972, when he played alongside Portiers in Buck and the Preacher. He also starred in Portiers Uptown Saturday night in 1974. After Belafonte was given Kennedy Center honors for lifetime achievement in the performing arts in 1989, he told the Ottawa citizen, I couldn't help thinking how much of my life had been spent at odds with these people, with the establishment, and here they were honoring me. And that's something. For most of his career, Belafonte focused on using his stardom to put the spotlight on racial prejudice and injustice. He stood side by side with close friend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and other civil rights leaders. He was on the board of directors of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference and helped organize the 1963 March on, on Washington. Now, he's he, been doing this for a long time, right? He helped organize the 1963 March on Washington. I was born in 63. Now, here I am, 60, and he's passed away at 96, so there are people out here that have been doing it. So for the younger generation out here who think uh, uh, "Uh, you're wearing a shirt or a celebrity wearing a shirt, my president is black. That ain't doing nothing, especially when it's a president that's not doing something for us. So what I'm saying is that there's so many faceless people. Now to add on to that, the people that I knew growing up in Washington Heights and eventually Richmond Hill, Jamaica, Queens, I've known so many faceless people that have given up their life to fight in the foolishness of these fools in this system, so that that's where my roots are. This is not a fake thing where I put on an ankh and put on a, some kente cloth and talk some other people's talk. I grew up in this, and I from the root. I wasn't grown then, but what I'm saying is that I was a little kid and soaked up the flavor of those times, and that's something that you cannot fake. Here we go. Belafonte was one of the organizers of the Grammy award-winning song, We Are the World, which also led to the formation of the USA for Africa Foundation. In 1987, he received an appointment to UNICEF as a goodwill ambassador. He was also involved in the anti-apartheid movement and many other humanitarian efforts in Africa. Africa presented him with the Bishop John T. Walker Distinguished Humanitarian Service Award in 2002 for his work on the continent. Belafonte remained outspoken throughout his life. His left of center politics got perhaps the greatest attention in 2002 when he compared President George W. Bush's secretary of state, Colin Powell, to a house slave during a radio interview. And you know, the funny part is Colin Powell is my cousin really tr- really and truly yes he is um in 2006 okay we related by the McCoys in Jamaica all McCoys in Jamaica related we just couldn't figure out what sister it is that was it's crazy crazy and I got the proof you go into landscurve.com and look at the scurving genealogy and you'll see it doesn't mean I knew the guy right in 2006 as part of a delegation that included actor Danny Glover and scholar Cornell West he met with Venezuelan president Hugo Chavez a staunch Bush critic, and referred to Bush as the greatest terrorist in the world. <laughs> a former President Barack Obama, Belafonte, said in, 2000, in a 2009 interview on English Al Jazeera that the election of the country's first black president didn't erase the problems of racism in the U.S. and that the president had played a minimal role in generating an open and honest discussion on the subject. In the aftermath of the 2010 haiti Earthquake, Belafonte, along with Glover and the Reverend uh, Jesse Jackson, signed a letter demanding that the U.S. focus on sending aid to that country instead of deploying to the military. The NAACP award Belafonte and Spingard medal in 2013 During his acceptance speech, he spoke on gun control in America. He also acknowledged previous recipients of the award who fought and used their voice to remedy the ills of the nation and urged black artists to follow suit. Belafonte is survived by his wife, Julie Robinson, and four children, Adrian and Shari, his two daughters from his first marriage to Margaret Byrd, as well as David and Gina, his children with Robinson. And that's about it. And you know what? That was a short version of Harry Belafonte's life. That was a shortened version of his life. And just to see it here, let me, let me, uh, do you all a favor in the future and drop this, uh, article link. And you know, sometimes they at the end of the URL they put all this extra stuff, and it's like you can't even open the link. So I'm gonna copy and paste this into the chat room. And I just want folks to let me know if this opens properly for that article. That's the article that I just read. Mixed genre faves. I meant to answer you back, but I didn't have a chance. Um, We will talk. I'm just glad to see you here. I'm glad to see everybody here. As a matter of fact, I'm glad to see you here so much. I want to have a really good show. So what I'm going to do is take the time and answer the call to nature. (laughs) Because that is a real thing. So give me one second. And I'll be right back. Just give me one second. I'm going to take a lot longer than a second. Be right back with y'all. I take packs to,
2: pack pack to, pack to the lungs, to the lungs, to the
1: heat. I'm trying to do I'm more to for, do the way less for the soul, soul way way less for, way way less for way the soul, for the breath. I take packs to the lungs, to the lungs, to the heat. I see the things that do things do they, do thing they do, doing way less than they see. Cause it's a war on the real it's war, baby on the a war on the real baby, look yeah. outside. Cause it's a war on the real baby, look outside. Cause it's war on the real baby, look outside. Cause
2: it's a war on the real baby, look outside. Cause it's war on the real baby, look outside. Cause it's a war on the real baby, look outside. A war on the real baby, look outside. Cause it's a war on the real baby, look outside. Cause war on the real baby, look outside. Cause it's war on the real baby, look outside. Can't be a real. I
1: I need a get real case. Case. The, get you the whole system, true. need it. This man needs it. Compostrated, like, a most like a the utmost one. Trying to rule a block, you. but don't my luck go on.
2: Blues got a story with a new take on me. Carrying out the window with the screen
1: face on me. But I know that God love me when my burn. 95 degrees and I can't get sunburned. Wonder when the government don't make me leave Burn the whole city if I can't be equal. Get off my people, please, Brad, I earn it. 500 years, 500 years. I take pack to the lungs, kill the stress to the heat. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the soul, way for the oh, yes, uh, I take pack to the lungs, kill the stress to the heat. I see the things that they do way less than they see war
2: on the real look out look out
1: look out yeah it's unfortunate that it just might be that but this war that's going to happen is going to be a lot of things up under underhanded tricks and America is falling for it. You know, we're thinking about just bombs, but what about our communications? What about other things? How the dollar's going to collapse and they're going to pull the rug from under it. And then they may involve it that way a little bit too, but they're sticking it to America. And, um, is it karma? And I'm not talking about my people who are there, who built the country. I'm talking about the ones who oppress and, and, and cause wars and, and and kill leaders because they want the resources, <clears throat> but you can't talk about that. Take another sip of water here. <sighs> that's why I'm always running to the bathroom now, but that's a good thing. Okay, let me get right back on it. Now, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Let's come back to it. Okay, yeah, let me see something here. I didn't see the chat room when I was reading, so just please forgive me if I didn't acknowledge um, Everyone here, Akachi, 1972 said, Lance, you and I may be related as well. Colin's mother and my grandmother are cousins cousin by the mother's side. His mother and grandfather, group of same." Oh, we are. Let me find this article while we're on that topic. For real, for real. We have a little digging to do. And um, with what you just told me alone, I already know. We just have to pinpoint exactly where. Now, my genealogy was done by an actual Caucasian who got funky with me on the show, a couple of years ago, I thought we were cool. But then again, he had to give into his nature and he was married to a Jamaican woman. And that's what he does. Genealogy did it quite well. So he asked me during one of the shows, he texts me, and this was way back in 2011, I think he said, Lance, can I do your genealogy? Because there's so many similarities. And I know so much about Jamaica. I said, sure. Go ahead. The next day he had it. He already did it. <laughs> he already did it. And then waiting for my A-OK, I'm typing this in now and get back with the show, I just want to, this it goes into a lot of
2: detail. Okay. Oh, Boom, let's see if it pulls up. This is on my site.
1: Okay, it's not, but okay, here it comes. Just give me a second. I'm going to drop this into the, uh, and a couple of other notables that I'm supposed to be related to. Okay. I got to do an open search and I have to change this
2: on site search because it's not as uh, efficient as it was. Okay. Let's try this again. The open Google. I think I'll do better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got it. Let me open this up. And um, from what my father has told me, but, you know, he passed in 1990. All things Jamaica and everything. I think he's pretty much on point. Okay, here it is. And back to the very end, as far as he can go, there was an unknown enslaved woman who I know directly was from Ghana. But they didn't know to say that then, you see. It said she's from Africa. And it was uh, I believe it was Archibald uh Sterling's son who left uh Scotland because of the um riches that were to be made having slaves. And he ended up marrying one, and that's the one from Ghana. So I'm gonna um let
2: me just put this here. So, maybe interest, interested just to
1: take a look. It has the stuff about Colin Powell and all that, too. So, it comes all the way up, and I'm going to have to add on to it. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Let me go on and continue on where I had left off. Just let me know if the sound is okay. And my father was from uh, St. Anne's, Brownstown, St. Anne's. Yeah. Yeah, any scurvy out there is related to me. And there's a whole lot of them. My grandfather was uh, something else. He was doing a lot of tipping at night, but he was a successful business owner. that had a bakery down there. And from what I hear, for a long time, they were making some good money and lived very affluent until the business crashed. That caused a lot of heartache. That's what I remember, I remember my father telling me. My father went to the British Navy and eventually came to America and started his own business. You know, so all of that, I got that. I know that part. <laughs> yes. D Griffin in the house. I'm glad you're here. Kwame, Brother Kwame, mixed genre faves, of course. Glad to see you here. It warms my heart over. Sister Oyala Ren H. Yes, Portia Mitchell. We keep I keep going. I, I know I missed some names of this, so let me just keep on going. And I want to speak about Don Lemon. I'm not gonna read anything off, but I had to, you know, show the honor. On this show, we've never talked about Harry Belafonte and it's like he passes now and all of a sudden. And there will be people that I'll be speaking about that are living, that I record certain things and put it out there like an archive because a lot lot of people that come out here in YouTube land have got the benefit of what the hard work was that many people that came before us did and we don't acknowledge. I'm not too big headed to, to, to think I don't need to acknowledge these who came ahead of me because whether you knew Harry Belafonte or not, what he has done has affected your life, whether you knew it or not, as as is so many other people. But these little rappers out here, we teach or allow our children to go out and think that they're doing something because they push their faces on social media and you can recognize them faster. But you look at Harry Belafonte's face and they would not know who it is. And that's a damn shame. Too many people out here don't know enough. And that's how they keep us away from our culture. But do you, you think with the Jewish culture, that they, would, that they would, which is really ours, and you know that, right? What I'm saying is that you think they're going to make somebody forget? They talking about never forget? And for us, it's like forget. Forgetting is our culture, it seems like. Because we don't know nothing about ourselves, how great we are, how the whole world has benefited from our presence being here. We are that world that they stood on, and every single thing they have is from us, some way or another. Trust and believe. But we get crapped on it. We're looked at it as a low man on the totem pole. That's a shame. So me talking the way I do all my life, basically, even through my decadent years, I was a troublemaker. I was a hater. I was this. I was that. So you're going to enjoy getting shafted in this world and looked down upon and ridiculed and treated a certain way? And no, I did not have low self-esteem. My esteem was overflowing, but it was esteem. It wasn't narcissism. I've had many people say, oh, you're a narcissist. These people who say that, you got low self-esteem. You don't like what you see in the mirror. You don't like the thoughts you think in your head, and you don't understand your mission. I love every part of me. I I love the way I talk, even when I stutter. I love the way I look. I love the way I think because I'm a giving person, and my thoughts are not just my own. I love how my creator made me, and you should love how your creator made you too. And I know things happen in this world to go against that. I understand it. And we're going to talk about that toward the end. That's why I put that one last. About the bitter taste of betrayal. And I want to speak about uh, the central bank digital currency also. Matter of fact, I want to talk about that right now. I'm going to read off something short. I'm not going to go too long into it. I just want to talk about the disadvantages of what they're pushing with this digital currency, which is which is coming out this year, I believe, in Europe and someplace in Europe. they pushing it right? What is digital currency? Digital currency is a form of currency that is available only in digital or electronic form. It is also called digital money, electronic money, electronic currency, or cyber cash. And this is not what happens now. This is not what's going on right now. We think, you know, because we're easing into that, it's a whole different ballgame when digital currency really hits. Key takeaways. Digital currencies are currencies that are only accessible with computers or mobile phones because they only exist in electronic form. People think that's a big advantage, but it's not. It's only accessible with computers or mobile phones. It doesn't exist anywhere else. You cannot draw cash with digital currencies. You cannot pay the dude for cutting your backyard. You, you, you can't have a person come and change your brakes and you throw them a little buck, few bucks. You can't do that. You can't have a, a, a person come by and you do their hair in your kitchen and they pay you with, with this. No, nah, they can't do that. And if they do, and if they can, it's seen by the government. And there's another sinister twist behind that. Here's another one. Typical digital currencies do not require intermediaries and are often the cheapest method for trading currencies. Yes, they're going to tell you that they're going to take you can go direct. You don't have to have any fees taken out. Maybe in certain cases, I'm not sure because they're not there all the way yet. All cryptocurrencies are digital currencies, but not all digital currencies are cryptocurrencies. There's going to be a lot of ignorance until the reality hits. Here's another one. Some of the advantages of digital currencies are that they enable seamless transfer of value and can make transaction costs cheaper. They say and can make transaction costs cheaper. There may be some. And it's instantaneously. It's done. It's like there's no wait. There's no pause. Some of the disadvantages of digital currencies are that they can uh, uh, volatile to trade and are susceptible to hacks. Of course. Anytime you go in the cyber world, there's somebody there in the cyber streets waiting to hack you. You know, they're hacking a lot of uh, YouTube channels now. I mean, really bad. I keep up with this stuff. A lot of folks watch YouTube, but a lot of them don't do it and go deep to see what's going on. And there's ways of doing that. Be careful. And this is just, just has nothing to do with digital currencies. I'm just saying this for myself. I'm just running my mouth right now. But be careful with your email. Be careful about clicking these daggone emails that come your way. If, If there's a bank or a social media platform or anything that reaches out to you, don't just take it for granted because there were a set of people who I knew who they were. Right. I knew who they were. I mean, in my face, flesh and not flesh and blood like they were flesh and blood to me, but flesh and blood in front of me. There was a circle of people that they would so determine in the name of a group to get a hold of my email, to get a hold of my all of my sensitive stuff. I'm not afraid of naked pictures that I took 30 years ago (laughs) floating around. I don't care about that. I'm 35 years ago, 40 years ago, you know, but people want to get in your stuff to get other things. And I never let it happen. Even when I told him, I said, sure, that'll be the best way. Sure, no problem. I'm like, never. That's when I begin to see a lot of red flags for the snakes that used to be around me. All right, they were so hung up. No, I can handle things for myself. Oh, you need help. You do so much online. Uh, she, she can help you. This, this person who you don't even know their name that you met down the road somewhere? Are you crazy? My spirit already tells me what's up. And it was true. So be careful. I used to have people send me Well-doctored emails from YouTube, but in the YouTube uh, uh, email address, there was a dot there that shouldn't have been a dot that would have been often overlooked by most people. And once clicked, they would have been in and had your stuff. And there's other ways to protect yourself big time, and I am protected that way, but then there's other ways that are coming out new that you're not protected, but you got to be deep in that to know. Just be very careful with anything you do. If you're subscribed to some type of news or whatever, make sure to unsubscribe it. Don't click and open anything up. Have more than one email. Have the one for, I mean, serious stuff that you do with your banking, whatever it is that you do with your uh, 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 cryptocurrency and all the other, you know, yin-yang stuff and, and, and media takeout and TMZ and you know, little naked pictures you look at. I don't know. Whatever you do, keep it on the other one. But keep it where everybody's sending you something, you know. I have a crap ton of people send me stuff. Oh, I can bring you to a higher SEO and you can rank higher on the Google. I don't know who you are. I don't even open it up. I see that in the title. I bring you gone. And as far as people having access to, people can be on a mission. You don't even know it. You got to cut them out too. no access. A lot of agents running around here. Let me get off that rant. (laughs) Let me go back and just read one more uh, paragraph. And that's it, because this is a long article. And I would drop this inside the chat room also. I always like to stay transparent and do that. Digital currencies do not have physical attributes and are available only in digital form. Transactions involving digital currencies are made using computers or electronic wallets connected to the Internet or designated networks. In contrast, physical currencies such as banknotes or minted coins uh, uh, and minted coins are tangible, meaning they have definite physical attributes and characteristics. Transactions involving such currencies are made possible only when their holders have physical possession of these currencies. Digital currencies have utilities similar to physical currencies. They can be used to purchase goods and pay for services. They can also find restricted use among certain online communities, such as gambling sites, gam- gambling portals, or social networks. Digital currencies also enable instant transactions that can be seamlessly executed across borders. For example, it is possible for a person located in the United States to make payments in digital currencies uh, to a counterparty residing in Singapore, providing they are both connected to the same network. Hmm. There's a lot more interesting stuff here to read, but I want you all to read this. OK, let me grab this link. and there's a gazillion other. It doesn't have to be this one just get hip to what's going on. So I'm going to just speak on about a bunch of things that I um, found out. Now, depending on, and this isn't in the near future, look, I look like a nutcase years ago when I was saying certain things, and I'm not going to say certain things that I see when I connect certain dots that they don't think you can connect. This is going to be a means of control. Imagine There's no running away from a traffic violation. There's no running away from a bill you have to pay. There's no running away from child support. They will go in once everybody is set up this way because there'll be no more cash and just start taking your stuff. Now, don't be worried about going to jail. No prison sentence for you, but you're not going to have no damn money in this lifetime. You're not going to find a way to get around it. If you owe, they take because it's digital. So you're making $1,000 a week and you owe so much money for whatever, whatever, whatever. See, if I say it, certain people are going to get mad, but you know what you're running away from. It's just taken out. You have nothing. Will they have a heart and say, we're just going to take half and leave you something to live with? I don't know. Understand this. If you have the cryptocurrency coming to you from a job, from, from something you do on your own, which are outspoken on social media, they'll do you like they do to the people in China. Right now, they will penalize you. They'll take away, or they will limit your spending, or you won't be able to buy certain things. Is this the market of beast that they're talking about, about buying and selling? Who knows? But it's damn sure looking like we're moving closer to it. Look, we know how religion is and what it's done to our people. But there's a lot of those bad boys in there that they were saying for a long time. It's like, oh, snap, this thing is happening. Or maybe they set that up long long ago in the Bible so that we can say, oh, the Bible's real. And who knows? But the script is being played out, whether they made it or whether they prophesied it. We don't know. But it's happening. But it's happening quick. I mean, look at the last 20 years since 9-1-1, 20, 22 years. God, it's been that that long. 22 years. There's grown children, kids walking around and born after that. <laughs> it's crazy how time flies. Just 22 years ago. But look, give it forget another 22 years. Give it 10 more years. How fast this world is moving, how we do things. You know? So to me, to have the option of being in the system but ducking out of it when I don't want to, looks like I'm gonna have to live further out into the to, to the villages. Go to some country where it's like miles and miles and miles, and you better be ready these days to give up a lot of the amenities that have you trapped. Because this thing is gonna have you trapped. They're talking about these 15-minute cities where everything you need is gonna be within 15 minutes. Who wants what if you want to go to another country? Well, you're going to have to have a digital passport, which means whatever they say you have to take into your bloodstream, you're going to have to do that because it's digital. So y'all better go where you're going now because wherever you, wherever you are is where you're going to be. Hate to break the bad news because they're also going to have your money tied up. You could have a million dollars in cash, but it won't be worth anything. And from what I'm hearing, if you try to use it, After everything is, you know, implemented, it's a crime. So again, we're going to have to go back to the old way and barter. I got these 10 watermelons for those 20 pineapples. Oh, you got some fish? I got a whole ton of potatoes for you. They can't crack that code. But black people don't trust each other. Black people don't work together. Some do, some don't. Some do, but they're looking to get over on you. So those band of brothers and sisters who are real and true with each other, you work along with each other. Other than that, it's going to be a massive detox from the world that we understood it to be. And it's going to hit people like me hard as far as my age grouping is concerned. Not, necessarily, not me. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm ready to let certain things go. These computers that you have, you can click a button and Google. Nope, nope, nope. And what they say with the war, especially with uh, China circling around Taiwan and setting up to do something real soon, don't you know the majority of these chips and computer chips and cards and things are made in Taiwan? So imagine how things will go up higher when we can't get a hold of these things as much anymore, and we're going to have to buy things that are either used or, or older. I don't say old. So whatever you need that way, If you have the budget for it, you better go on and get it now because things are going to be very, very, very expensive and hard to get. And who knows how the world will get shut down if something really jumps off. You thought the taking the jab was something, all of that thing that that we don't even talk. Where did it go? I'm not going to say too much because he'll knock this video down. Uh, baby, baby, where did our love go? You had them closing up borders. (laughs) We couldn't travel this free. (laughs) You know, I had this yearning, yearning, yearning feeling inside me, (laughs) deep inside me. And it hurt so bad. (laughs) Now I could take that some other place, but that's what it is. Yeah, we already at war. You're right, D. Griffin. We're already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all over the world, they're different Russia, Ukraine, China, Taiwan, you know, uh, uh, which India and um, Pakistan almost got down with some nuclear stuff. But we never knew it. And we're sucking for the nipple of these media platforms that ain't going to tell us certain things because they don't want us to know. And if you say some things that they don't want you to say, poof, you're gone. They control this. Right. I'm not scared to talk. But I'd rather have the ability to reach more people than get knocked off calling myself a hero. I don't see myself that way anyway. I'm just a person who shares. I'm in the trenches with everybody else and just shares what I see. If I see something, like, yo, watch out around the corner, man. Something might go down. Go the other way. Bang, bang, bang. Yo, man, I don't know how you knew that, but thanks. I would have been down there when those bullets were flying. That's all. I just have it set up this way just as regular as anybody else. I just open my mouth a little more. But yeah, they watch you. And I was looking at one of my Irritated Genie interviews, which I've had to put on Rumble and use that to put it on landscurve.com. And I didn't realize that that particular show, it wasn't the last one. They took that one. Well, the last one, I didn't go on YouTube. I was on Vimeo. And Vimeo was told and instructed to shut me down even though I paid for the year, a premium account. Them people there that Kanye had a problem with, and they would mess with my site and went to Vimy. What? So now I have to fill in so many posts that are empty now because it says video not available. So I'm exclusively here. But I, I have to be smart with my words. And I have other things set up in the near future. Just to get information out and talk. But if I was talking about my sisters and calling them the B words and just looking at them as an object of pleasure and not honoring them and respecting them. Yeah, we have our adult shows. You know, we have fun. But I wouldn't have the wife that I have if I was some clown like that. We're very serious people. But I know we have to mix things up. You go to the five-star restaurant, have a nice dinner, but the kids that are there may not like that. They may not like the desert you get. So you got to cater to the kids. You got to cater to everybody. You got to have, have, have an entrance from every different mindset onto the highway of wisdom and knowledge. And I'm not the one who knows all of this stuff. We all share it. I pale in comparison to what is here right now in this very chat room. I'm sitting here go, and I go back on the shows. So I'm like, wow, I'm writing stuff down, researching and learning. So I thank you all for being here. You see what I mean? So, you know. Exactly, hillbilly. That's why I came out here to West Africa to do what we're doing. Exactly. And that's why they don't want you to have land now. It makes the, or, or they twist us away from it. It's too corny. Farming is too corny. But it's farming that gets us the food that we eat It's some level or another, right? So let me just continue on. Did I drop that um, link? Let me see. I'll, I'll drop it again. Okay, you get a digital currency. you know. But understand it's not just this shiny new thing that's going to make things easier. When they give things to you like that, it's always at a cost. You realize you have a big noose around your neck and you're the one who helped tie it in. And if we all really get together across all boundaries and say, no, we don't want this. What, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And sacrifice and, and live below our means with the cash and say, no, this is not how it's going to go. But we're like sitting ducks and they present stuff to us and they want to tie it into certain things. And by that time, when they do it, it's too late. And you realize that you could have made a change. You see what I mean? So that that's that, that's what it is. I dropped it in there. I'm going to clear it off my screen here. Also, the Harry Belafonte. I have so many screens up. <laughs> so many screens up. Let me go back to my homepage here. And when you go to my site, landscurve.com, make sure to dig a little deeper, you know, make sure to go into the sign there where to search for specific posts or search on past archives and pick a year and pick a month, you know, go by the sidebar widgets and click on different things It lead you right to old stuff, old shows. We've been doing this for a very long time and not just a very long time, once a week, sometimes several times a day on some level or, or another. That's what we do. And when that place is done, we're going to war because we're going to put out some content. I'm going to wake up, eat some breakfast, help me scurvy the yard, come on in, do a live stream, lay down for an hour, get up, do a little workout, come back, do another live stream, record something, go out there and help in the yard. Boom, lunchtime. Eat some lunch, come back, do another little thing. This is going to be stuff done all day effortlessly. See, that's what I wanted. That's that's the plan, right? You got to have a plan and you have to have a goal. If you don't, you'll be just out there floating around in cyberspace or space. Whatever happens, whatever way the wind blows, that's where you go. You don't want to live like that. And cross your fingers for me because my old Twitter account might be coming back. I have the one that is Lance Skirvin. And it says Lance Skirvin up top, but it says at Lance Skirvin. The at is the real one. But I couldn't find it before. It was This other one wasn't around. So I was tooling around. And I read something, and I said, "Okay, let me go and see what the rules are now since Elon Musk opened it up." So I'm waiting for word from them. But um, right there on that one right now, I have 26,700 followers. It's there; you can see it. But um, I can't work it. So if they unlock it for me, oh man, it's on and popping. And they knocked me for for a, a, a video that was considered hate speech that I didn't do. OK, I believe the person who did the speeches when it went back to Twitter and didn't like the fact that at that time I had 32,000 followers on Twitter and Twitter is more direct. You can't make anybody follow you. These are people who do it on their own. So I know Elon Musk to many is a jerk, but he will, what he did unlocking some of the old hope and pray. And I don't mean it in the Christian way. I'm just saying positive energy that I can get this back because I can reach a whole lot more people. And I'm looking right at it. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. It's crazy. I'm going to change up a few things, you know, when I get on there, if I get on there. But, I'll, you know, they make it hard for me to even get followers on Twitter now. So to start out with that, you're already starting out with a big stick. So let's hope and hope, hope with positive energy that, you know, I get a good. And if not, we'll just keep on building. Nothing stops me, but there's a little hope with that. Yeah. Let me see here now. Ooh. Don Lemon. I'm quite sure you all heard that Don Lemon after 17 years has been fired from CNN, fired. And from what I'm hearing, he didn't have a clue. And they always try to smear it over and say, oh, it's it's hard for us to let you go, but we're with you and we wish you the best in your journey and we will support you. You just fired the man. How are you going to sit there and talk, you wish the best? Why did you fire him? What is the reason? See, we got to understand how these media outlets work. First of all, it's all corporate and it's dog eat dog. And I was watching a video from Roland Martin this morning, whether you agree with a lot of things he said or not. He said the very moment that he was hired by CNN, he was on a mad mission to leave there independent because that is how they work. And that's the funny thing. You know, those of us who are brainwashed into a job mentality, which I've had jobs most of my life in in the United States, didn't mean I had the mentality now. I was always that guy trying to get off the plantation, doing legal hustles here and there, you know, not illegal, but legal and doing better in those and most of the jobs. But the thing is, with people, they scare you. Oh, it's stability. Oh, really? So when they decide to drop the, the, the axe on you, it's still stability. Do you have any way of holding on to that? I mean, is it guaranteed? No. And we walk around in fear. If they can do that to him, and what's his name over in Fox, Tucker Carlson, they fired him too. The first reports were like, "Oh, he left." No, he didn't. They fired him too. But I'm not worried about him. That's Fox, and that's him. And even even though Don Lemon, you know, hey, we don't indulge in the same activities when the doors are closed in the bedroom. He's still a black brother, you know what I mean. He still carried himself a certain. And he said some things I believe, and I never followed him hard like that. But he, he said some controversial things against and for us, or kind of like, hmm, what do you mean by that? But he never let that other stuff seep in. He may have talked about it. He was he openly talked about it, but from what I could see, he carried himself with a with a, a little more dignity. Oh yeah, it's operation. And they used him. Yeah. And of course, he should know that when he got there, they used him. Because, you know, with the left-wing ideology, liberal ideology, he's black and he's gay. That was that was instrumental, you know, to the look. Anderson Cooper, I don't know where he is. I haven't seen him. I don't watch this stuff anyway. But he's gay. And so they kind of flavored it a certain way in this. But now they're done. With them, And they want to move things a different way. This new guy who took over at CNN, he wants things, he wants the imagery a little different. Because like I always say, when you read something in the media, in a newspaper, on or, or a, a, a program, a, a news platform, who's saying it? Who owns it? Not even the people talking. Who owns that platform? You better talk the way that that person who owns it talks. You better see the world and portray it out to the world. Imagine I had a big platform. You think I'm going to let white folks come in and put us down? No, it's going to be our ideology, the way we speak. And I would let all kind of people come on. No, not not overwhelmingly, but you better dance to the beat of my drum. You understand? So um, that's how it is. And that's how they control the world. And that's how the very few people that, know, that own all of these platforms they always talk about, well, this is Anderson Cooper. Let's go to Louisville, Kentucky to speak to our affiliates and whatever. Let's go to uh, Mississippi to speak to our affiliates. And, uh, you, you know, no, 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 no. It's, 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 it's like an octopus. and They have tentacles that reach far and wide. Most people don't know that. They see it on TV. It's manufactured a certain way. It's put out there a certain way. And guess what? We accept it hook, line, and sinker as the truth. When they drumming up propaganda against leaders of other countries and trying to make them to be the bad guy and they can't find the weapons of mass destruction that they said Saddam Hussein... uh, Why isn't anybody asking that? This is crazy. George But Yes, they have this and they... And didn't find a damn thing. Went over there and killed a man. And couldn't find a damn thing. Oh, there's a lot of oil over there. And how many of... Many sons and daughters went over there fighting for their country. No, fighting for thieves, fighting for crooks. You leaders who rule over senators, congressmen, presidents, you send your kids first to be on the front lines, but you don't do that. You got your bunkers and you got, so mate, when you run down there, may there be many earthquakes, You want to punk out and leave the people that you oppress and suck from and then want to run. So it's not about the people. We got our minds twisted up. When has any election done anything for our people over and above? Are they just? Are they right? Are they morally uh, upright? No, they are not. Reparations and not just reparations, but a whole changing of the system should have happened a long time ago. I ain't waiting for it. But guess what? If they hand it out, yes, it's in my bloodline. I'm going to take it and I know what to do with it. But I'm not waiting for that. The day they give out reparations is the day that the dollar crashes. Oh, you want reparations, little Negroes? Here you are. Look into the dollars worth one tenth of a penny. Well, you might as well just take it and fold it up and throw it like a paper airplane and have fun with it because it's not going to do nothing for you then. I just found out that Ghana is not going to use the American dollar to purchase oil from the Saudis and others who they purchase oil from. They're going to use gold, which is good. There's an abundance of gold here. And they're going to use all the gold they can and not have to waste money because of of the fluctuating value of the CD, which is hard for them because it damn near changes every day. Every few days. So they said, flip that. We're not using no dollar no more. We're going to use our, we, we got gold here. It'll be so cheap for us. We'll get more bang for the, for, 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 the gold, more oil. It'll help the economy. That's right. Why does America have to be involved in everything? In every country? Well, hey, you got the corrupted leaders here, but that was a good move. I just hope that whatever gain is made or whatever is saved, they don't start pocketing that. You know what I mean. So everybody's not upright just because they're in position. That's what it is. You're right, McGenre. This 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 year is getting weird, and it's going to get even weirder. It's going to get stranger. We're going to go right up into the twilight zone. Doom, doom 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 doom. But the job mentality, getting fired, living in fear. <sighs> look, I I could have stayed longer. Some might say I should have stayed longer in America on the job before I retired. And I say, I'm glad I did it because the levels of stress that they try to push on you on these jobs, you're just trying to go there and make your money and get out but you have many there who are there to nail you. They heard, they saw you on the weekend driving a nicer car than them. That you never drive to the job because you don't want people talking. I'm just making this up. And now they hate you. They want to micromanage every little thing about you, and they're not even not even a supervisor. You got supervisors' pets. They give them a little 15 minutes time on the lunch break behind a locked door to keep themselves in that position, and whatever they say goes. So they walk around like pseudo supervisors. And you got to know the deal on how to play the game. Sexual harassment. You say good morning to somebody and they want to write you up. You got to be careful and walk on pins and needles. The day you wake up in the morning, you say, oh, I got to go to that place. Oh, I don't want to go to that place. I can't, oh, I can't stand it. Just, and you go there and you got to put on your mental battle armor. And every minute is dreadful. And you got to know how to get into your own head and escape from this place. The insecurities, the entities, the men who may not like you because another woman he likes has a crush on you. Somebody knows more about you and it's just. mm, mm. Everybody jockeying for position, not everybody, but I mean, just like kissing butt. And all of that going, what, what kind of, what, what kind of mess is this just to get dead money? You're giving them to your life, your life force, and they're taking dead money and giving it to you. It's not an even exchange. But we're fearful because a lot of us have this low self-esteem. And I don't mean like really bad in the world. I'm talking about low self-esteem, thinking that you can't do nothing to leave up off of that job and make money for yourself. And of course, I'm not asking you to go out there and do it in one shot. We're so walking around paralyzed and fear, looking around the corner to see, Oh, I was the last fired. Am I going to be the first fired? That we are so consumed in that place how many jobs have you left and gone on to do different things, even if there was a gap of a little hard time, but you're so glad that you're gone and you can't even remember the stress. But put your mind back in that place. And the folks who don't like you know, I don't want to be around that. I love right now. I'm still detoxing off of America and I love being to myself. I'm not saying that being away from the skirt She's right over in the next room. She can hear every word I'm saying. I'm just saying that all of that game and, and sucking your life force and wanting to lord over you. It's not like you're just on the job, but a lot of these supervisors want to lord over you. Penis envy. They want to see you defeated. If you have a positive glimmer in your eye of something that you're building outside of the job. They don't like it because they can't get their claws on it. So how's it going? Are you making any money? They'll send somebody else to find out. You see what I mean? Like we're all in a barrel, and this is a worldwide thing. They don't want us to come out. And somebody, grown men and grown women, kissing ass just to have the title of supervisor on that plantation, on that world. And when they know that you understand that that place is not the only place to earn money in the world, they don't like you because you have an out. And because of social media, when they see the things that you're involved in, they don't like it. Because that kind of information, they they could pass you in the hallway, not say a word to you and all up and down your various social media pages, all up in your business. You see what I mean? (laughs) And we're stressing because of it. Those of us who may not know how to handle it. And so that leads me into the whole other thing of betrayal. And I do want to do a full, deep, extensive show on that. I talked about it on the rooftop and touched it. But this is one of them things that, that's got to be a mini-series up in this bad boy. there's not one of us here who have not been betrayed in some form or fashion. And it's not a good feeling. You see the individual here on the right side of this battle with all those scissors and knives. And if I sat next to him and sat on a profile uh, away, like he did shoot, you wouldn't even see (laughs) see the the gaps between the knives and the scissors. They'd be like, he got a hunchback. Look at that. They got a knife on the ground of somebody that missed but they'll come back to pick it up and go stab you in the back again. Now, do I think everybody's like this? No, I don't. But for the most part, when you walk around in this world unaware and thinking everything is rosy, you know how much smiles you get in your daytime? Yeah, you get somebody, people that keep it real and give you the mean mug. Those are more your friends than the ones that are smiling at you that don't mean anything good for you. And I do have good people in my life and I spoke about that on the rooftop. And there are good people who I've met recently here. It's a a beautiful thing. But there's so many people out here that I don't know what gets into them to make them want to betray you. And it's always where you have the best of of, of feeling for them. um, High hopes and thoughts and you do stuff for them if they needed it. But that's why I made that video yesterday. Betrayal never comes from a stranger. More to the ones who are around you. And the faster you learn that, the better off you'll be. Let me read a couple of words from this article just to get a little understanding. If someone close to you has ever broken your trust, you probably felt the sting of betrayal. This pain can leave deep wounds. Any type of betrayal can cause emotional distress, but you might experience. Lingering trauma when someone you depend on to respect your needs and generally help safeguard your well-being violates the trust you've placed in them. Betrayal trauma typically refers to the lingering pain and turmoil experienced after betrayal by a parent or other childhood caregiver, betrayal by a romantic partner. When you rely on someone for basic needs as well as love and protection, You might accept a betrayal in order to ensure your own safety. You might also find yourself accepting the possibility of future betrayals, something that can begin to degrade self-esteem, emotional well-being, and the ability to form attachments with others. Betrayal trauma was first introduced as a concept by psychologist Jennifer Freed in 1991. She described it as a specific trauma that happens in key social relationships where the betrayed person needs to maintain a relationship with the betrayer for support or, or protection. Betrayal trauma theory suggests harm within attachment relationships, like relationships between a parent and a child or between romantic partners can cause lasting trauma. People all often respond to betrayal by pulling away from the person who betrayed them, but when you depend on someone to meet certain needs, this response might not be feasible. Children, for example, depend on parents to meet emotional needs, along with food, shelter, and safety needs. Similarly, someone who lacks financial or social resources outside of their relationship may fear that acknowledging the betrayal and leaving the relationship could put that safety at risk. This fear of the potential consequences or of acknowledging the betrayal might prompt the betrayed person to bury the trauma. As a result, they may not fully process the betrayal or remember it correctly, especially if it happened in childhood. Relation to attachment theory. Though experts originally applied the concept of betrayal trauma to children betrayed by caregivers, it became clear that this type of trauma could also happen in other relationships. Let's take a step back to the basics of attachment theory. Attachment comes before betrayal, after all. Your earliest childhood relationships are so significant because they lay the groundwork for later relationships. When these bonds are strong and secure, they pave the way towards secure attachments in adulthood. Insecure bonds, on the other hand, often lead to shaky or troubled relationships. A parent bringing a child into the world has a responsibility to protect and care for that child. This responsibility forms an unspoken agreement between parent and child. The child looks to the parent to prioritize their well-being, and they typically trust their parents entirely until the parent lets them down. In a romantic relationship, you might not need your partner to survive, but you probably depend on them for love, emotional support, and companionship. These relationships also rest on agreements, the boundaries defining the relationship. Partners in a monogamous relationship, for example, generally have some shared understanding of what defines cheating and agree to trust each other not to cheat. A partner who cheats betrays the terms of that understanding. I'm going to read a little more and I'm going to let this go because when I'm not even a quarter of the way done, but I think this part is necessary. It's very short. Signs and symptoms. The trauma of betrayal can affect physical and mental health, but the specific effects can vary depending on the type of trauma. Keep in mind that not everyone experiences trauma in the same way either. Childhood trauma. The effects of betrayal can show up shortly after the trauma and persist into adulthood. Key signs include trouble recognizing, expressing, or managing emotions. Anxiety, depression, and other mental health symptoms, nightmares, physical pain or stomach distress, panic attacks, thoughts of suicide, difficulty trusting others, attachment issues, eating disorders, substance use. Children who experience betrayal may also end up disassociating or detaching from reality to avoid memories of the abuse. If your parent fails to protect you, this betrayal can so deeply contradict what you expect that you end up blocking it in order to maintain the attachment. Blinding yourself to the betrayal and you fear and you fear of future betrayals uh, helps you survive in a relationship you believe you can't escape. Your ability to forget becomes a coping mechanism. Yet, while disassociating might help you cope with the trauma, it can also affect your memory and sense of self. That was the childhood trauma. And I have to say the infidelity, and I'll wrap it down with this infidelity trauma. Betrayal in a romantic relationship usually takes the form of infidelity. Though other types of betrayal, such as financial betrayal, can also provoke a trauma response. The discovery of infidelity often leads us to loss of self esteem and self worth, numbness, anger, guilt, difficulty controlling emotions. Intrusive thoughts about affair details, loss of faith in others, suspicion and hypervigilance, depression, anxiety, and other mental health symptoms, physical symptoms, including insomnia, pain, and stomach distress. Betrayal blindness can also happen in the context of romantic relationships. Maybe you don't exactly need your partner to survive, but you might still feel unable to leave for any number of reasons. Children lack of options, no income of your own. Relationships also fulfill important belonging and social connection needs. And a betrayal can leave you wondering how you'll get those needs met in the future. Instead of staying alert to signs of cheating, you might choose, often unconsciously, to ignore or overlook clues in order to safeguard your relationship and protect mental health. It's a whole lot more, but I think you got the gist of it. Okay, let me drop this link in here. I have nothing to hide. Oh, okay. I wasn't even near the chat room, uh, Kachi. But guess what? There it is. Whoops, there it is. So click it and make sure it can open up. Because sometimes you copy and paste it and it doesn't work or whatever have you. You don't want any 404 pages with that. Just click it. Save it. Just let me know if it opened up properly looking for water I'm like oh why not with this water gotta have it <laughs> give me a second let me take this sip y'all I started late it's 117 a.m over here but I'd rather start a little late instead of rushing and not getting things together. Okay, great. Thank you, Mixed shout Faves. It opens up. It's a good thing. And I want to constantly talk about these type of things because you just can't have a show and say, oh, okay, everything's all right. No, no. I like to have some call-in sometimes and, and just discussions and anonymous stuff and because there are a lot of people that are going through stuff. And, you know, if I can help in any kind of way, I will, even if it's just to be an ear to talk to. Anybody want to come in and and have something to share? I'm going to talk a little bit longer, then I'll open up the uh, conference line. Mrs. Skirg is going to get up early and do something different tomorrow, so I want to kind of wake up there with us. What I might do coming on the conference line, I might just get on the phone the same way and take a little walk, even though it's so late. It was so funny, I tried to stay up like, it was like 1230, end up sleeping for five or six hours <laughs> i woke up at six twenty-three. sun just left just a little bit of light in the side side by the mountains over there i'm like oh man i'm gonna be up all night again you know but it was a deep sleep i surrendered usually i'm fighting it because it's like do one more thing lance do one more thing lance Get in the middle of night to go to the refrigerator, you pass the computers and they're calling you. <laughs> computers calling, calling. <laughs> oh, that's the way it is. But yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right, Mick The act of betraying someone is something for the fact or well, the fact of being betrayed, violation of a person's trusted confidence or more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Even for some of us who may have dealt with that on a mild on a mild level. Miracle Joy, welcome in.
3: Hi Lance. How are you? How, how are you?
1: I see you. Um, I, ne- I, I never show anybody unless they allow me to do so. Can I can I show you? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Let me remove this banner. I always give people the option. Mm-hmm.
2: And I've
3: been watching you for so long. Say it again. I've been watching you for so long.
1: Oh, my. I hope that's a good thing.
3: <laughs> it is. I've emailed you before. We've emailed about books. And, yeah, I've been watching you for a very long time. Since your oh, brother, I don't, I don't know if you want to speak about him, but I've been watching you since, like, he was on your channel. And you were the bus right, right. driver for, like, a long time. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: you
1: know, he showed himself to be a fraud, and we don't deal with him no more. Yeah. Okay. We we're, were talking in private. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Fine. like I said, the close thing, you know, when you, you know, it's bad when your sister don't mess with you, you know what I mean? So that speaks for itself. Oh my
2: gosh,
3: that's crazy. It's so funny you mm-hmm. say that because that's why I wanted to come on because my boyfriend originally told me about you. I've been with this really? guy for so long, Lance, and he like put Uh-oh. me on to, he put me on to other people on YouTube. And it's crazy because like, as we speak right now, he's in yes. custody in another country like that we yes. want to go visit. I'll say right. in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in custody. Um, He'll be out in a few months. But the thing about him is it's funny because I have, like, a really big issue with his family. I don't get along right. with his family. Like, the way I grew up is so right. different in, like, how his family acts and, like, where they oh, came
1: from. Oh, we got to talk and, about that. We got to talk about yeah. that. I'm Come on, tell me about it as I much as you can. I'm for face.
3: him, Lance. I've tried to, like, tell him, like, this person, it seems like they're taking advantage of you or this person, it seems like they emulate you. Like, you know, you need to step on your own. You need to, you know, be your own flower so you can grow, get out of, like, the shadow, get out of everything around them and just do you, you know, so you can figure out who you want to be as a person. And I feel like he just does not hear that. I want to get married. I want to have kids. I'm entering my late 20s and right now I just yes. feel like with him being away for what's going to be a few months, um, it just right. seems to be, a, a, a you know, like a roadblock. It's something that I don't want. So I just right. feel like during this time, it's like giving me a time to think about like my career and even just like moving on because I feel like he has not really like taken advantage or, you know, shown action like what he has in front of him. And it's like very yes. disappointing. So when I if I go back to his family for a second, mm-hmm. his family just like in the nicest words possible, they're not my cup of tea, just because mm. of like the type of person that I am, and like the, his family consists of a lot of personalities, and sometimes oh, I just like I,
2: I, I know
1: it. Yeah. Keep talking. Let, let me just interject something. Okay. Your life upsets, and see, I would show my face, but I'm sweaty. I didn't groom no, myself. I if,
2: in if my I don't. Office, shave, I'm,
1: I know, but 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 you're you're a lot nice nicer looking than I am. So, so everybody said, Oh, she's so pretty, you're very pretty. And your spirit, it's not just the physical face, it's your light, right? And you. when you have age-old dysfunctions in a family, they are content to stay within those roles. And when yeah. you bring light, right, you are mm-hmm. a threat to upsetting the apple cart of what they've been in. And yeah. you will have a lifelong battle with these entities who have not taken the time to heal from their dysfunctions which go deep. We're talking sometimes hundreds Generative. of years deep. Generational. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and you can't even call it a curse because they they feed it themselves. They keep it alive. They don't want to face anything and they will find a way to make you wrong. I have been in situations like that where people who are in families have blamed me for things that happened long before I came into the picture. And because of the way yeah. you were raised, it's a certain protocol in how you communicate. I can already tell that you're a master communicator. And usually with the stagnation of these types of families, they don't communicate. You don't uh-huh. see them show a f- Everything that you do and you're used to sh- shows them up. But go ahead. I, I want to hear what you're saying. I won't interrupt until, you know
3: course it's your show so i'm just coming on because i happen to listen like um i took yes. my mom to the store she came to visit me for the time being that mm-hmm. my boyfriend is away you know to just give me like moral support but just support all around i have a really amazing mom you know like um i'm an only child and going back to the whole trauma thing i grew up without my dad but i grew up with my grandparents my mother's mm-hmm. fat. Family. Like they were all great and everything they didn't mm-hmm. when I was growing up, they didn't really speak on. And they kind of like did not address that whole elephant in the room, because that's, I guess that's to say it like that's kind of how like they treat the situation. But I grew right. up understanding and learning that they were just respecting my mom's wishes of not like bad talking or anything like that, which I never heard mm-hmm. my mom did. I'm very right. appreciative of that. Um, Because it allowed me to, you know, have my own viewpoint of men, which I, of course, learned through books, relationships and um, relationships around me, books, all that type of stuff of like what I Mm -hmm. view to be a healthy relationship. But of course, that didn't come until time. Like I said, I was in my late 20s. And um, basically, so... Um, his family, like, yeah, you know, they're a big family and I'm not trying to like denigrate anyone, but I just think that they did grow up with like a tough love aspect and a very old fashioned aspect. And I feel Mm -hmm. like what they focused on growing up was not kind of what like normal kids focus on growing up. They're not from here in America, by the way. I don't know if that speaks volumes. I I knew it. I knew
1: you, I knew you were going to say that Caribbean.
3: I'm, yes, I'm black American and my family Mm -hmm. is like black American, you know, regular family from California, grandparents are from the Midwest. They, you know, came here years ago. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like they're a big family. They're still trying to find their way. I feel as if like, they don't really have a whole lot of guidance because the older, like hierarchical, you know, people in the family, they don't exist. Um, Mm -hmm. like my boyfriend and like his younger sibling, they grew up, my boyfriend's a twin, by the way. Um, oh
2: wow!
3: Grew up, yeah. They grew up without grandparents, so I feel like me growing up with grandparents, I could see how like a person that doesn't have grandparents, it could affect you in a negative way. There's no positive, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So. I see that. I take all that with a grain of salt. But I just feel like some of the people in his family, they don't have his best interest in mind, more so their own interest in front of his. So I've shared that mm-hmm. with him before. And I feel like there was like even just like a mini story time, if like your audience doesn't mind listening. So take your um, time. like I said, me and him have been together for a few years. So basically, like there was... there was a point coming up like around 2021 where I just kind of started getting to like a boiling point I don't know how I came about like this Mm -hmm. whole discovery but I just came about like a process of you know coming to know myself more and what I wanted more and like things just started speaking to me in my mind and I would pay attention to it but I kind of would ignore it too you know and um I've later found out that it's like my intuition and it's like me saying like a desire deep down like if that's not something you want or if that's something you want you should follow that so
2: right.
3: like basically complaints started bubbling up inside of me a couple of years ago i didn't really speak on them i told my best friend about them and um uh, okay. they they continued to develop and In 2022, I made mistakes, you know, like I'm very open and uh, Mm -hmm. willing to say I made mistakes, you know, like I did something that I shouldn't have done, that I regret to this day. Um, I I basically, like long story short, he and um, his youngest sibling, I met Mm -hmm. her first. And we were Mm -hmm. friends first and basically her older brother, which is my boyfriend, he would see me like on her social media. I was in a current relationship and he basically would inquire about me. Like, who is she? Who is she? Long story short, later on the line, he ended up contacting me and me and him end up starting starting to date. And I was hesitant about telling her that because I didn't know how she would receive it. So I did not tell her at first. And then she found out, you know, so that's kind of how like things started off. So you know, that was like years ago. I apologized to her about that for like not being open with her and, you know, telling her about my apprehensions. So that right. was years ago. So um, coming up to last summer, me and her went out because the boyfriend went to another country with his twin for their birthday. I was mm-hmm. left here with a lot of responsibilities, not kids, but like business wise. And it was very difficult to handle. So sometimes right. I will go visit my family, you know, and um, during that summer, Um, his sister and I would go out a lot. So there was one particular time that we went out and, you know, I was kind of bummed. I was not in a good place just in general, but I was not in a good place because of like a lot of the stress that I was going through. So we went Mm -hmm. out, we were socializing and there were a couple of guys that were socializing with us in particular. Another friend was visiting from another country. She was visiting us at the place as well. So long story short, we go back to these guys' house because she's talking to one of the guys and one of the guys trying to talk to me, but I'm obviously not entertaining it because, you know, I, I have a boyfriend, but I go right. back to the apartment with the friend and the other friend, because obviously I don't want them to be alone or feel uncomfortable. And I'm going to mm-hmm. accompany, you, you know what I'm saying? Cause you don't know, we don't know we're getting ourselves into. I'm not gonna let you go alone. So we go to the guy's house and long story short, I don't really talk to the guy that night, but in my head, I feel like very weird, very uncomfortable because it's like, I just feel like in a way, like he was trying to be my friend but i know that that's also not okay the way it could be perceived so it's kind yes. of like you have to be very careful so long yes. story short i ended up speaking with the guy and it was like a very innocent conversation ended mm-hmm. up interacting with the guy and you know basically long story short me and my mom we took a trip mm-hmm. her retirement trip which you know that like is a separate story very happy for her and on the retirement mm-hmm. trip it was based, it basically came out to me that the sister told the brother what I had done with the guy. And I wasn't going to share that with the boyfriend because I felt like, you know, we're trying to get to a better place. and.
2: Right.
1: Sorry. No, I'm saying he would misunderstand that. And that would be
3: Mm -hmm. so the sister told him that. And then from that point on, like the sister she never tried to reach out to me the only time she tried to reach out to me was a few weeks later and she mm-hmm. was just like oh like how was your trip just asking very like you know surface level questions not really trying to acknowledge what had just happened a few weeks ago so I didn't respond because right. that's where I come from Lance like the way I grew up with my mom she's like really classy so she's like non-confrontational which is a did good a good answer.
1: job I love- I love the way you are considered of everyone's feelings in your circles. Most people are not like that; they don't give a damn. You are yeah. a class act because of her and she did a good job. So I want everybody in the chat room to drop hard her mother. She did a did a good job.
3: Thank you. Thank Seriously. You. So yeah, so my mom, she's non-confrontational. Like I'm saying, that can be a good thing and a bad thing to be a non-confrontational and person. I've learned that, you know, I've seen that in the in the last few years, how being non-confrontational can be bad because it can lead to you feeling resentment in certain situations by not getting your needs met or just allowing things to be bottled up. I've learned that. So yeah. I'm, I'm proud mm-hmm. of myself, like learning that and then seeing how my mom has allowed that to happen to her and, you know, like not being pleased because right. she could have done something different. Anyway, mm-hmm. so. I was very disappointed in the situation because I felt like two things could have occurred. The sister could have one minded her business or two, she could have spoken to me first about the situation and kind of gotten my viewpoint. I didn't even have to come up on that day because the the whole thing was she was bringing her boyfriend to a winery to meet the brothers. And I happened to come up and I'm like, I should happen to have came up in that situation because why are you speaking about me and I'm not present and why, are you, right. you know, talking about what someone else said about me? So apparently the guy that I had spoken with, he made some mm-hmm. like derogatory comments about me that I don't even care about the fact that he made. It does not phase me right. at all because to right. me, it's like, you're obviously hurt inside and you know, you want to say inaccurate things. I don't know. I don't owe anyone my business to be shared upon. You know what I'm yes. saying? So. I don't care about, you know, you making derogatory statements. I just feel like it was a way for her to, you know, either wreck a relationship, spill some beans or be messy. But I say all this to say, I have come to learn that that's how she is because I have a close friend to me that mm-hmm. shared with me that she did that to her in her relationship when she broke up with her boyfriend. The the mm-hmm. um, the um sister contacted the girl and started asking her questions about the relationship. Can I see screenshots? Just totally not within her boundaries. And that's an issue I've had with his family is that they are very intrusive. They don't they don't mind their boundaries. And then when something weird occurs, they don't speak mm-hmm. upon it. So she never really contacted me about this situation ever. And when I did speak with her about it months later, I just told her she simply should have minded her business and she didn't understand then the concept. She just merely thought, well, you know, that's my brother. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. You're not like sleeping with him in the same bed. You're not engaging cool. with him. You're not in a relationship with him. That is strictly your sibling. You know, if you don't want to ruffle any feathers at all, the best thing to do is stay neutral and mind your business completely. Right. So it just right. left me in a weird space where. I am almost at the point of like not wanting to be with him, and I've gotten to this road before, obviously, mm-hmm. of not mm-hmm. wanting to be with him because I just feel like one, I deserve better, and two, I feel like he speaks a lot, but he does not show forth with actions. And now he's away wow. because of, you know a mistake that he made, and um, just... yeah, he genuinely didn't know. So...
1: Right. Hmm? right, you don't. Have... You don't have to go into detail about that if it's uncomfortable. But the main thing is he's away. No, and
3: he's just yeah. he's going to be away for a few months and it was it was over a mistake. Like everybody knows it was a mistake, but now I feel like I'm in a Tyler Perry movie because his family is acting some type of way about kind of, mm-hmm. you know, being at his support when it comes to like paying for, you know, certain things. My mom mm-hmm. when I was in the situation with him, I was mm-hmm. able to get out of this situation because I didn't know that this issue was around, and I was That's able right. to get out of the situation like scot free, which I'm very grateful for. My family mm-hmm. and then, you know the presence of like the people that were there. It was right. a hor- it was a very horrific situation. Um, I could come on your show another time. I would love to talk about it, but it has to do with, like. Right, The detention centers in Mexico, very awful. Just awful how you get treated in other countries wow. when, you know, they think you're a criminal and all that type of stuff. Completely separate mm-hmm. story, but I don't mind sharing it because I plan on sharing it anyway.
1: Share so, it here uh, I mean, when you have time. You know, when you have
2: time, yeah, you I come on back. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's no problem at all. Um, so, yeah, and the shirt that I'm wearing is like where me and my mom traveled to. We went to Europe. We, Because that's where she wanted to go, I know. But that's where she mm-hmm. wanted to go. It was like her first time really traveling, like big. I've traveled before, like, you know, to other countries. Um, I love mm-hmm. to travel. And she wanted to go somewhere like when she retired. So she wanted to go to Europe. And then we went to um, Morocco. And that's where I got the phone call, you know, mm-hmm. where I was just like, I was kind of disturbed because at first I'm thinking like the rest of my trip is going to be in ruins. I was reassessing everything, like my living situation, everything, because it's like you have this person thinking that you kind of, um, you know, betrayed them and stuff like that. But it's Mm -hmm. also in the Mm -hmm. sense of I felt betrayal as well. And this is how I handled it. Yes, it wasn't the best way, but at the same time, it's not fair to me that the news was brought upon to you how it was. So Mm -hmm. I say all that to say that family can really be a good thing and it can really be a bad thing and if your family is is detrimental if your family has issues within it and those issues have stemmed for a long time more than likely they're not going to go away um i feel like if you come from a great family um be very grateful the family that you come from if you are blessed enough to have a good support system around you Um, live in that bliss. Okay. Because there are a lot of people out here that do not have the best or could have better, but they don't see that. So I feel like in ways I tried to be there for my boyfriend, um, he has not really like seen it. I feel like I just need more. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very difficult for me. You know what I'm saying? But I've reached the point in my life where I'm like, I'd rather step outside and, you know, um, even just be by myself. I don't care for how long, because I feel like it's better to be by yourself than kind of just stay in a stagnant place. Like I don't need someone telling me what they're going to do, how they're going to keep doing things, but I'm not seeing any action. So I just wanted to come on and share that. I could stay on longer. If
1: you, yeah. If you, if you have the longer. time, I want to say some things to you because yeah. this is a crucial time in your life. Yeah. Right? yeah. I'm not yeah. for rushing or, or saying, oh, my God, I got to hurry up because I'm this age because I'm 60 years old now. Right. And it changes yeah. things when I look back on different parts of my life. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of life force in you. You have a lot of ambition in you. You don't want your light to be dulled by a situation mm-hmm. that is dysfunctional that you did not cause. And the envy that is there in different levels from different family members, we just lumped them all into one category because they bring this feel to you. There's some envy there. There's envy there, even if you weren't connected to your boyfriend. Okay. and we have someone else who wants to come in. I just still want to finish up what I'm saying here. We have Chi Chi that came in. Just give me a moment, Chi Chi, before you jumped in. Um, Miracle Joy, you're bringing so much good energy. So we're going to ride out. OK, until, you know, you have to go. Um, yeah. So there's that envy. And when you have these families who are cloaked in this dysfunction. It's 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 weird because they could act nice at times to lure you in. But remember, if you were to marry him, you are mm-hmm. marrying. Them.
2: Mm-hmm. And you're.
1: Mm-hmm. Like that Chinese man in the mall with some uh, sesame chicken on a toothpick. You're getting a taste of what they're like right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to be able to say you should do this and you shouldn't do that. The only thing right now you're obligated to do, I would, as being a person who was raised up under a classy set of parents. My father was a little tougher than that because he's the guy who wasn't taking stuff from the world. And he taught me that. My mother was the classy one who would rather not get into the confrontation, but she could if you pushed her. I'm not talking Mm -hmm. to ignorant, putting Vaseline on the face and taking the earrings off. I never saw her have to get to that point, but she did it with such class. You can't buy class. You can't buy culture. You could have a penny and a whole handful of lint in your pockets and the class and culture that you have will have you amongst kings and queens. I don't mean kings and queens in the world hierarchy, because we know they can be wicked people, but kings and queens in their heart, people of a higher morale. And see, those are the places that you can go to, and and that is at your root. What what The only obligation I would say is to support him while he's there. You owe him nothing more after, after letting you down so many times with no action behind the words to improve, because it's almost like, when you're dating someone or in a serious committed relationship and all in between with members of the, of a family like this, which he is part of that route too. He may be the Marilyn Munster of the Munsters. I don't know if you remember the old show, the Munsters, maybe you saw replays where you had Herman Munster with a a Frankenstein looking, thing, but Marilyn Munster was the pretty one, right? So she didn't fit in. So maybe he might be the one that breaks that mold. And maybe they're angry at him for breaking that mold by being with you, which makes them feel envy because they're all codependent in a dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And so if you, you're going to have to deal with this for the rest of your life and it's not going to get any better
2: mm-hmm. because
1: you were, you were raised up in a pristine situation. You have hope for improvement. You, you, you look at the better side of it, that the cup cup is half full more so to being half empty. And many people, and I'll include myself, I've gotten a lot tougher in my years, but I was always just like you. I had to be tough, though, growing up in New York City. But from within the family, distinguished, classy people. There were people who didn't like that in me, the, the, those qualities in me. So the tough side is something I acquired. But I'm a nerd at heart. And I'm just that little guy who just likes to be mannerable and show you respect and all of that good stuff, but they will despise you because of that. You see what I mean? So if you're not seeing any action now, when you are the catch that you are, you give him your good years, that family's still there. 20 years ain't going to change it. One or two may die, but the next coming up in the order, they'll have kids and they'll treat you the same way. I'll tell you straight up from my heart, Maybe I'm wrong to just say, do this, do that. Support him while he's out there. When he comes back, you have a talk with him that you need to have your own space because chances are with his family as it is. And he'll say, oh, but that's a family you're with me. No, honest to God, through my experiences, when you deal with a person, you already if, if you are living in the same state and all this stuff. And even if you're living in a different state or different countries, they're going to make their presence felt by you because they despise your light and anybody inside their family should not have somebody that has your light and they're going to come against you because you're going to make them feel bad. When the fat man walking down the street who doesn't want to take care of himself sees the guy jogging and going to the gym, he's not going to like that guy because it shows him up on what he's not doing. And so for you, see, they would look at you and say, oh, she's uppity and I could imagine her family, oh, and so and so because they feel a certain way about themselves. That is not for you to save. You are not supposed to save somebody else's generational curses, curses and dysfunctions. You're not the clean up woman for anybody. And because you were blessed to have the family that you do and the support that you do, you ain't got to give that up by taking on somebody else's toxicities for the rest of your life and have you, you're, what you say, 29 now, right? 29. You're, you're, oh, you'll be 28. Okay. Okay. You'll be 28. So in 20 years, you'll be 40, right up on 50. And if Mm -hmm. you deal with him, your whole look would change. You will be one of those young ladies that just say, well, whatever happened to Miracle? She was so young and vibrant and beautiful and enthusiastic. And it seems like she just so bogged down. I'm just telling you the truth. If I'm, I'm saying something wrong, creator, forgive me, but I would hate to see your life snuffed out. You have options. You have a lot of options. Do what you need to do for you. Love will be there for you. You are worthy of it. Every woman is worthy of it, but some need a little more healing than others. Don't put yourself in a situation when you look back on your life and say, you know what, Negro, I got with you and I've been dealing with your family. I've been dealing with your lack of action. And look at me, I'm up here for almost 50 years old and I spent my, you can't get those years back. Mm -hmm, You can't mm -hmm. get them back. You have them now. All these old fools in his family wrote the chapter of 28 and wrote the chapter of 29 and 30 and 31. You have yet to do it. And they see greatness in your chapters. They wrote theirs already. They know how much of a failure they have been, even though nobody is a failure. But you can make yourself one. Once it's written and done with, you can't go back and change it. And then they go get old and run to the church and get dysfunctional and judgmental and all of that. Blink that. Preserve yourself. You are worthy. You are the catch. If, if if you're not good enough for him to take action, let somebody else eventually come and take action the way you like, because you're young, you're faithful. You see the thing where you said about how things would look and whatever have you that told me a lot about you. And you're not a girl, you're a grown woman, but I'll say it this way. You are a good girl. Don't waste yourself and your time in a toxic situation. Find yourself with somebody who is going to be in into you without the baggage Cause he don't have to show no allegiance to the family like that. Either it's when 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 you get married, it's him and you, really? not him and you and family. No, yeah. and could you imagine the circus that it would be?
3: Yeah, I thank you so much, Lance, for all of your commentary. I probably will look back on this video and just like re-listen to like this portion and just, you know, the whole video in its entirety. But just to hear everything that you've said to me, because it definitely means a lot. I appreciate you. I listen to manifestations quite frequently because I feel like it's important to just You know, remind yourself where you're trying to go in life. And me personally, like a big thing for me is I'm trying to focus on my career. So, my career is like uh, something really big that I'm focusing on. I'm really into like yoga and exercising and eating really good. So, I get like enjoyment off that. And I try to go the more natural route, the herb route, if you know what I'm saying. So, it's like I feel like I, you know, like I have a little direction of where I want to go. I'm trying to like plan out my future, even. Without the presence of him, and there just have been so many instances, but I just feel very, very bad. But at the same time, I feel, I feel like I can't feel bad anymore because there have been situations where his family has clearly taken advantage of him. His older siblings, or older siblings, one in particular, think about. And I've said to him, like, why are you allowing him to do that? Why are you allowing him to to charge you this much and that much for this, that, and the third? You know what I'm saying? Just literally, just he's taking money from you so he can have, or he's taking from you so he can have. And I just feel like that's not a good mentality. It's not a good, not good business ethic practices. And I just have that's spoken up right. a lot of times. I'm just really tired. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely you do.
1: Yes. Yes. You shouldn't be tired. You shouldn't be belabored with this right now. This is the time for you to shine. Mm-hmm. Getting to be twenty-eight years old, you you go into a peak that is not really a peak. Cause me, when you do things right, there's never a falling off. Most people catch their scars in their twenties, if not sometimes their teens. And I'm not speaking the trauma that they can't stop, you know, molestations and different things like that. That's not <laughs> their fault. But you're gonna feel guilty if you get with him with this situation, and years from now. You're ready to fly. You're ready to fly right now in this life. Yes. Love will be there. Love will be there. Mm -hmm. You know how many I had to go through self self self-inflicted and, and poor choices and different things to get to this point. But when you get there, it's going to feel so good. Live your life, build yourself up. There's somebody out there for you. That's on a righteous collision course with your life. You might meet him at 30. You might meet him at 40. Damn it. You might meet him at 60, but keep on improving yourself. Keep being a better version of yourself each subsequent year. Raise your stock to yourself and to the world righteously. I know you're not going to go out there and get a BBL or get this or get that because that's not in you. You don't need that. You're the real thing. And any real man, Because there's going to be a lot of them that come to holler at you for short term uh, 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 activity and don't have you in a long term sense. I would hate to see that happen. You know what I mean? I don't want to see that happen. And that's why I want you on a regular basis. You're going to let us know. You have to tell us all your business. But Lance, I'm on point. I'm doing the thing. I'm all right because you like a little niece. of mine. You know what I mean? I can't see you no other way. I got to see you in a loving, protective way. I don't want to see nobody's life wrecked up. And then all of a sudden your heart's broken and your light is gone. No. When you see car companies put out another year, uh, a model of the same vehicle, the new Toyota Camry, it looks better. It has more amenities. It's been worked on. What can we do to make this next year better than this year? That's what you're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. You do your herbs. You do your yoga. If you feel to get up and run a marathon or go lift weights or do whatever or read a book, you should be free to do whatever it is that you want. You don't need any boundaries of a dysfunctional family working through a person who probably had some qualities that attracted you anyway, but you see now that you're getting in it. It's a no-go. Never let anything take your spirit. Never let anything Mm -hmm. take your wonderment of the world. You should wake Every single day with an enthusiasm to say, what does this day bring me? I have been through so much. Yeah. And maybe I didn't have to go through so much. You know what? But I have that feeling right now. I get up and say, what is it that I can do to make myself better? What is it that I, And not not to, oh, I want to go drinking at the bar, I want to go to the horror house. No, I'm talking about things that this is my life's work, whether people don't know it or not, or I'm not trying to be famous. I just love this. <laughs> The spontaneity of you showing up and me looking in your face, and I'm sorry if I didn't get the emails or got them on. I get a flood of emails you all the time, but I make sure. So long ago. Oh, I responded. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. But that—that's—that's that's right. that's the big they're thing.
3: They're very good, like <laughs> especially when you make like all types of lives. I think there's this one sister Meek or somebody that comes like, on in Miko. another video. Sister Miko yes. or something. Miko, I really yes. Enjoy her videos. And then there was a recent video you had of some woman that was on your show. And she was, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: one thing I remember about her is that she raised her daughter up and her daughter now has all these degrees. And I remember she was speaking like amazing about like her past and, you know, lessons that she's learned. And I I liked her as well too. So I I do Mm -hmm. like some of the people that come on your show, you know, for the shows that I do, um, stay tuned, um, right. I definitely appreciate all of your words and I'm going to take heed to what you're saying, because, you know, apparently I've been having like these thoughts and these wants to like do more and, you know, be independent and just go out on my own. You know, like, of course, I'm very sad and everything like that. But I just feel I feel like it's a very like a sucky situation because Mm -hmm. I feel like with him being away, I was going to say earlier, I don't know if I said it before, but I feel like it's going to become like a Tyler Perry movie just in terms of like how I said that my mom was there for us initially.
2: Mm -hmm. Like
3: when when we had this hearing, my mom was there for us. She supported us and um, she did things that I didn't even know she did behind the scenes. I didn't find out until like after the case and everything like that. Um, this was like a span of like four days, but the longest four days ever. And it just happened about a week ago. And yes. long story short, you know, my mom did her part uh, financially. And it's it's coming time where I'm here, me and him live together. We've lived together for like three years. And that, that's another thing that really bothers me is that I really wish during that time that he took more so of an initiative that I didn't even have to really speak up about it, that, you know, he just took so much initiative that it just felt right. Like it was going on the right course. That's kind of what I wanted. I feel like I didn't start kind of speaking up about what I wanted until maybe a year ago. Cause I feel like the people around me were telling me more so that I need to kind of speak up about what I want to make it more known, but it's like, you should already know, you know, we've been together this long. We're not just sitting around talking about, making brownies and you know playing hopscotch you know what i'm saying so it's (laughs) like i say all that to say with his family Um, they're really acting some type of way when it comes to the money aspect of, of him and mind you, what they're having to pay for this lawyer is what my, is less than what my mom had to pay. And I just feel like they're just coming through with all these excuses. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like at the end of the day, you know, you can make whatever decisions you want, but if this is in regards to another person's freedom, a family member's life that, you know, you kind of have control of they're away you're out. So you can kind of, you know, have like puppet hands as to what's going to happen. Let it be Mm -hmm. about supporting him. Let it be about coming together, not necessarily about money. And it just, it just is not, it was not the same way as how with my family did it, you know, and they're trying to make all types of accusations that my mom didn't do it for both of us, that she just did it for me. And I'm just like, no, like my mom, she's not like that. She did it for both of us. Um, You're just trying to get out of like not doing your part. You're
2: That's what, and
3: it is. That mm-hmm. what it's come down to. And it's unfortunate because I'm taking care of what I have to take care of, which is already a lot for me. And my mom, she's graciously and gratefully, um, you know, says she would step in, which I'm happy about. And, right. um, his family, they're not doing that. And truth be told, what I was informed of and what I believe to be right is that I should be able to lean on his family more than anybody, even more than my exactly. family. Being that these are my gonna be supposed in-laws. His older sibling, she has reached out to me to kind of see if I was okay and, you know, like give that type of support. But she's also mm-hmm. made comments as well about you know, like we've given money to other siblings and that didn't go well. And this isn't convenient. No one has extra money. Well, of course, no one's being in, but you know, you have to make sacrifices and at least like, don't be so grunty about, you Mm -hmm. know, what if the tables were turned? You know what I'm saying? No one wants to hear that type of like banter. And it's just like, I hope that his family can get it together with the financial part, with the lawyer Mm -hmm. aspect, with, that aspect, because the grand scheme of things is he needs support and I can only do so much. And like I said, my mom, she's graciously like willing to step in to kind of help him on the inside with like those little things that, you know, that they need on the inside for his short time being there. But his family's going to have to take the bigger haul of things. And I just hope that they could do that because I'm, what I'm prepared to do is I'm already having these thoughts and everything. But Mm -hmm. what I'm prepared to do is when he comes out, I'm prepared to have a talk with him and let him know that if he ultimately cannot cut off his family, then I cannot stick around. Because his family, if only he knew what was going down and even just the things that he's done for his family, what they trip about. It's just like Mm -hmm. the family is too much, you know, too much. I don't want to deal with it. They're not my cup of tea. He can't accept that if he can't internalize that, deal with that, rectify that, understand that anything, then I just I can't be around. I already want that's to me. explore. You know what I'm yes. saying? Not, not that, but the world, just everything, my career, right. like right. I said. Right. So I'm just already like kind of like out the door. You know, what are you doing to entice me to keep me around? So that's why I'm just like,
2: yeah. Yeah. When you we
3: were talking about that last, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to come on. I want to talk about it because
1: it's a real thing. <laughs> it is. It is. And I'm glad that you, you came in because there are many people out there. There's so many. There's so many. I receive a lot of messages and different things, and I'm going to be yeah. doing more shows along these lines. And, and as I get older, talk about these things because they need to be talked about because this is a big thing. And it, it, it's it's across all races, but it's really something super toxic in the black community. And um, there's so many of us that need healing and need work done. And we refuse to see the healing that we need. And we pass on these hang ups on to other people that come into our fold as families and when it seems as though they have a chance to go out and live a happy life here we come and I don't mean me but I'm saying them here they come now to try to mess it up for you. you see what I mean Don't let this thing touch you anymore. Yeah. your mind is already made up I know that this is validation the creator, whatever you want to call the creator of the universe to make it the most whatever gave you your life and you have your mission and you have what it is that you need to do for yourself. You're not obligated to take your life force, to give it to someone else who's not going to appreciate it. And if he can't see that you wish him well. And of course you communicate to this to him in a, in a civil logical manner, in a calm manner, if he doesn't want to see it that way, you need to really dismantle everything because There are other people out there that he could meet that may go for that foolishness, who may be used to that stuff and like that stuff. Not you. You're not obligated in any kind of way. You were living together already for three years. If he can't see and say, man, I don't want to to lose this woman. She's a cat. She gave me a shot and she she gave me so many years of her life and ain't even hit 30 yet. She wants to grow. I want to grow. What do you want, some hoochie out here who's not looking to do anything else? Some men don't deserve a good woman. A good woman has. I'm not stroking you because you're here. You know, I talk like this anyway. You see what I mean? If you were a man with a woman who was the same way, I'd tell the man, listen, you don't need to be with her. This has nothing to do with you know who you are sex wise. Mm-hmm. It's a principle. You have your life force, you have your life ahead of you. And if you live in each sector of your life, the proper way you're supposed to live, you will always have your life ahead of you. The saddest thing is to see someone who is chronologically in their younger years and their life force is burnt out and they're unable to look forward to anything in the future because every some it was given up, trampled, ripped apart, and not operable. And they're zombies just going to work and coming home. Dreams Visions are not there. They don't have the energy to reach for it. Every day should be one of those building blocks toward the bigger goal that you go out with enthusiasm. Sure, sometimes we have a cold or your stomach might hurt for the month or whatever. We understand that. But to know you have a shot. Because of what you're doing, according to what you feel from the inside, that's your right. And I'm not going to let him away from you.
3: It's a really big deal. And I appreciate that. Once again, it's a very big deal, because as i have just like, you know, it's so easy to go through the motions. It's so easy to be like, oh, you know, I have a comfortable job or, you know, I have a house and it's it's so easy to stay stagnant and it's so easy to not want. more. So that's why I say all that to say, you know, it's like when I speak, you know, sometimes I know I speak a lot, but I really do speak with conviction. But I've learned.
1: I I talk a lot, too. I like it. Keep talking. I like I it. it.
3: <laughs> I've just learned that, you know, like, I'm gonna give you an example. I went to this one instant shop and there was the woman that worked in there. She wore glasses like um, um, easy E type glasses, like those blacked out glasses. And I thought to myself, mm-hmm. like, why is she wearing those? But then I said to myself, like, maybe she doesn't want people to see her eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe she doesn't want to share mm-hmm. that with people. And I've learned in certain situations, unfortunately, just because the world that we're in You can't be the same like shade. You can't be the same like, you know, to everybody, you know, you you kind of read people's flavor. And I also think that I've like come to be the kind of person where I can just kind of like feel the vibes around me. Like if I'm somewhere, Mm -hmm. I could just feel like the vibes are going to increase or decrease based upon where I'm going and who's around, you know, to prepare myself for what I may physically like impact, you know. So that's, that's right. why I just feel like I have to protect myself and I, I see that, but at the same time, I, you know, I am a little bummed out because you know how you just wish things to like work out so much, but again, it's right. not, I'm not obligated to try to um, impact someone's life. I'm not going to speak to anybody until, you, you know, I'm blue in the face. Um, it's just right. not enough energy to go around for that, even though, you know, our energy is infinite. I'm not going to be spending my energy to somebody like that because somebody could be pouring into me that way or the universe can be pouring into me that way, but I wouldn't be able to see it because I'm so much into this, you know? So definitely
2: not.
1: And see Mm
3: -hmm.
1: what you said is so correct about the, the, the energy being infinite. And so people sometimes and oftentimes will see that energy and just use you for it. You know, just use you for it. And hate you for it afterward. You're going to learn that. I don't want you to learn it the hard way, but I'm saying you're going to see that in life. That they will use you down and turn around and dislike you for it and act as though you never did anything for them. People like that. I know that. And see me, I will run somebody off of my property. Most oftentimes when they see my spirit, they run. I had an incident like that recently. Certain person wasn't supposed to be up there. I went up there unexpectedly, and they went, I'm like, and they ran. Good, and I cussed them out too uncharacteristic of me because I'm not a confrontational person, but when you realize that you can have people that set up and plan to suck from you, your life force, if they don't like you, but they want your energy, they don't like you, but they want your resources, they don't like you. And they hate to see the glow on your face because without you in their presence, they're not going to have one either. But when they take your life force from you, they do so in a venomous way. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different level.
3: It is. And to me, I just, to me personally, I just don't see it. Like this may sound so crazy to say, but Mm -hmm. I just don't see it to be that deep because I just feel like, let's say you're, let's say you don't like yourself and let's say you see this person, (laughs) like you respect about that's like a flower you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. um, that's what I, I consider myself to be I, I think that we are all flowers in our own way I have a little flower tattoo on the middle of my chest because I personally think that we embody what a flower is you know what I'm saying even from like right. the center all the way to like the petals I think that that's what we are and I just feel like if you truly don't like who you are, that's okay because we've all been at that place. Just work on yourself. Just decide the type of person you want to be. Do detoxes. Do all that stuff to get the negative energy physically off of you. You know what I'm saying? Try your yes. best. That's all that we any of us could do. And just work mm-hmm. on being who you are because you can't escape the shoes you're in unless you press re- um, eject, if you know what I'm saying. So that's exactly. why I just feel like if you if you are so envious of this person that you've never walked a mile in their shoes just try you know liking yourself getting with your own company i feel bad for those people i really do because the answer is really right in front of them i mean
1: Well, we'll see what it is is that you were raised properly you didn't have to deal with certain things and again you're looking at the glass half full as opposed to half empty And this is what it is. I said this earlier before, and again, I'm not putting myself to be up anybody that has any great wisdom. I just share what I've learned from the results of the scathing situations that I've been in. My stuff has been emotional. You see what I mean? I've been hurt emotionally, human nature, other people. And what I do know about human beings, whether they know it or not, we judge the world or we we assess the world by the state of our own mind. Now Mm -hmm. we have to say, okay, now see, you see the world and the people in it as flowers, and you see the solution is looking inside and healing themselves, but it's not that easy for some of them. And they will resent you for that. And if they judge you by the state of their own mind, guess what? It's it's not going to be a good thing, especially this young man's family. If they judge you by the state of their own mind, see, it's not going to be good because you're the polar opposite of who they are. Now you have this great outlook, and it's going to carry you over many storms, but b- you will assess and judge the world by the state of your mind, not knowing the depths of toxicity. Mm-hmm. That you possess. because you are not like that. You are not like that. It's almost like a guy or a bunch of guys that sit out on the corner. They don't want to work, but they watch you. You know, I mean, I'm not I'll just generalized. Now you walk past them to go to the bus and they don't do anything. And when Friday comes, they start asking you for money because they know you got paid. No, no. If they bugged you every time where you work, can, you think I can sweep floors there? You think I can? Do you think you can help me get a job? I'm looking all the time, whatever. Then maybe you might help them out. But no, you're not going to sit there and get the benefit of my goodness
2: mm-hmm.
1: while you don't want to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. See, it's not just a yep. working in dollars and cents, but- You've worked on, you've, you had a great upbringing and you still worked on yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You see what I mean? And even in you sharing the story, I don't see any venom from you after all you've been through, but now you can't let it go on, but for so much longer, fulfill your, your connection to him. I'm not even going to say obligations. Cause you know, there's a lot of women out here. Like I ain't dealing with that. I'm out of here right now. You're not yeah. that
2: type,
1: right? You still have a moral standing where you say, you know what? I'll work with you for this. And really and truly, he can't expect when he comes home for things to keep, because see, he's not giving you the action and he just might show you a little action when he comes back. Don't believe it. Mm-hmm. It's like synchronized swimming. You got five or seven scores, whichever one, but you take away the top, you take away the bottom. All of his scores on his actions have been low, non-productive in the ways that you needed to be. What makes you think things are gonna change? He's gonna do whatever it takes to hold you, and then after a while he'll slack off again, and you got that daggone family to deal with.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: in the end of it, yet because they see you also through this situation of you and your family helping out and and going over and above to help him out, they say, "Oh, we're gonna lick our chops because down through the years, if she's there, we're gonna help her remain an enabler to us." There's always going to be situations that come up that they're going to go through him to get to you, or he may not even say anything. He'll start helping them out with money and not telling you anything. And you look around and the rent money short or food short or something. He's never going to give you the whole thing from what you tell me. He's never going to give you the full attention. It should be about you and him building. Does he visualize? Does he speak about what you want to do and what he wants to do or is it just this flat, you know, he has not shown anything, no matter how much talk is talk. I could tell you all day, I'm gonna do a show every day. If you don't see me after a year, you're like, I ain't looking for Lance Curve. He don't do nothing. But I do this every day. You see what I mean? See, I live, so if if I told somebody, well, this is what I do, they look and they see my resume, they okay, okay. What's his resume to you? What has it been? So you have to evaluate that. And already you pretty much know but but don't allow on the exit anybody to throw venom your way because even when they see that you're pulling away from him, they're going to spout some venom and they're going to defend him and make it seem like they're going to come up with their own story. Oh, she's so bad. He was down. And when he came back, she just wanted to, you know, see, they don't want to see you keep your life force to yourself.
3: Yeah. That's what it is too. Yeah, and I don't want any Mm -hmm. problems. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not like a boisterous type person where I'm just gonna be, you know, off at the mouth about what my plans are. I'm gonna walk, you know, in silence.
2: But
3: it's all up here. You know what I'm saying? Of course, that's so powerful. So I'm not tripping at all. It's just the thing about like it just is so sad because it's like I've I've spoken up to him. Like I feel like people in his family they always want to come at me. Like another thing I want to address is um. There is a really big problem. And I'm not just going to say in his family, but there's a big problem that I've noticed. I don't even want to just say in black community because I don't want to denigrate us at all, but there's a very don't big problem that mm-hmm. I I have come to realize with um the man and woman dynamic and women mm-hmm. being too feminine, I mean too masculine and men mm-hmm. not being masculine enough and Yeah, I've just noticed that. And that's been a very big problem for me as well. I very much so want to be in my feminine. And I don't want to have to tell a man all the time what he needs to do or how he needs to act or what steps he needs to carry out. And that's been a very big problem for me. And, um, yeah, that's something else that I did not like. Not necessarily, like, to the fault of his own, but just because of, like, how women in his Family have acted, um, they've had to carry out a lot of like masculine and just kind of like an overpoweringness that, again, right. is just not my flavor. You know, like there are all types of flavor in this world. And just like the kind that I come from, my mom, she's more like reserved and she's more like not very like bold. She's more just kind of like reserved, you know, and that's how she is. Exactly. Me, I'm more, you know, a little bit more outgoing, but at the same time, I, I kind of stick to myself a little bit unless I really know you. And, um, it just mixes different, you know, I'm not confrontational and it would take a lot for me to even confront someone because I would actually have to like, let you bother me with what you're saying for me to confront you. And, it, and it's right. more so about principle, I never confront people off of like something stupid or something immature. It has to be a very big deal. It has to be kind of like a character flaw that I feel like yes. really irritates me for me to say something. If it's little, no, but if it's a big deal. Like, I could easily confront his sister with how I feel like she's acted, how she has not Mm -hmm. reached out to me. I was in that incident with him, too. You know, she has not reached out to me, the one I used to be friends with. And I just see her personality. And I'm low-key so happy that the situation last year occurred, because I'm just grateful that I'm not friends with her anymore. And I'm so happy about that. Like, literally, I feel like that was a big revelation. Yes, I had to go through like, bad times and everything to get to that, you know, uh point, but I'm happy that it happened ultimately, because I got to see that she really was not in support of me. She was really not like a, a friend to me. She was more so like a brother to him, which is okay. But there's a manner in which you do it. And I just, I'm not for it. So, you know, like, I hope that other people that are listening, if they're going through similar issues, or if they're, you know, with a guy or with a girl, whomever, and the situation is just not turning out how they want it to be, or the people that are around them are kind of unfamiliar, unless it's coming from a place of growth, or they're taking you to new heights, what are you doing? That's all I have to say. What are you doing? This life is mm-hmm. so short. We're literally mm-hmm. on a floating rock. As you were just saying earlier in the show, everybody's fighting. These different countries are fighting. No one yeah. is talking about it. Who cares? Like, just exactly. do you. Do what makes exactly. you happen. and. Don't stick around for situations that aren't benefiting you. If this man is not doing everything for you, if this woman is not doing everything for you, just go. And that's where right. I'm at, to be honest with you, because you can't do anything for me if you're away. That's right.
2: You can't. That's right.
3: And sometimes people <laughs> that are away, they're able to do for other people on the outside world, which even adds more power. But you can't do anything for me from where you are, your family right. is adding more, uh, you know, irritation than they are helpfulness. Oh, so, man, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You, you don't have to be the enabler. You don't have to be miss fixer upper for something that has been going on long before you were on this mm-hmm. earth. Um, mm-hmm. you're right. Life can be long and life can be short. If you do what you're supposed to do at that particular part of your life, the next phase comes in beautifully. You learn, you get wiser. When you get caught up in other people's toxicity, it blinds you, it scars you, it messes you Mm -hmm. up to receive goodness that's out there for you. Like I always love to say, no matter how big the storm is and you don't see the sun, the sun still has some rays just for you. Because when those clouds part and the sun shines and those rays that hit you, it wasn't meant for anybody else except you. Meaning that out in this universe, yeah, out in this world, there is goodness waiting to jump all over you in a good way. But right now you're blocking it. You have allowed, and I'm not blaming you. I'm not trying to say, I'm just saying this as a figure of speech. You have allowed this now. If at this point you come back in a year and you say the same thing, you have allowed it to happen. Because now you got to get away from these clouds. Because there's a lot of sun out here. Yes, there's a lot of shysters. There are a lot of guys who want to use, but you're not dumb. You know what time it is in life. You're not going to let that happen, right? And it's not like you're so hungry to run and get in sun. No. Live balanced. Feed your soul. Do what it is you need for yourself. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. You're the only person in the whole creation, right? From birth to transition that will be with you forever. Every minute. Every day, every week, every month, every year, every decade, you are going to be with you. No matter who you have in your life, they're not going to spend as much time with you as you are. So you love yourself. And if anybody tries to make it seem like it's a crime for you to love yourself, they don't need to be in your life. Because if they love yourself themselves and you love yourself and they love the fact that you love yourself They're going to love you more. And if you see that they love themselves, you're going to love them more. And that's a beautiful bond. You might like hamburgers. They may like sushi and you may not like (coughs) each other. But the bottom line, you can compromise them because you understand the integrity and the attributes that you both possess, which goes above those little differences. There's always going to be differences. Mm -hmm. But they can honor you and love you for who you are. That's the bottom line. And you deserve. Don't 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 mess up. (laughs) <laughs> don't matter. I mean, if you come back in a year and say we're going to be talking more than that and say it's the same situation, I'm going to have to come bear down a little bit more on you. And I wouldn't do it publicly. You know what I mean? Don't 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 greet the 30s with this situation on your back. Don't bring this stuff into the 30s. Enjoy some 20s outside of it. And there will be recuperation out of it. It's not like you're just going to, okay, it's over, boom. It's not going to be that way. You're going to be thinking about it. You have certain rhythms. You drive past where you live. You're going to hear certain songs that's going to kind of try to pull you back. And then you might feel even moving into another level of this life. When you move into the unknown, it's already known. You just don't know it yet. You will know it. You go to a new job. Oh, the coworkers, uh, how are they going to be? And how's it going to be? And then after a while, you know it. You move to a new place, you know it was the first time you walked into that apartment said, Man, I think I'll take it. It looks nice. Now you know it well. There is no unknown. Don't let the unknown stop you. Run into the unknown, not recklessly, but wise, knowing that each phase brings a new level of growth. Look at me, I'm in West Africa. I didn't know about that thing. You know, I was, you know, and you, you, I'm still me. I'm still living my life. I'm still here. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: That's funny, because so, I remember when you used to always like, you know, you, you talked about driving the bus and then yes. you know you talked about you were just dreaming so much of leaving that that system. Yes. And I'm yes. a fan of that, like kind of, you know, living off the grid, me not so much living off the grid. I mean, I use like What's limited it? social media platforms. But for you, I right. totally understand. Because as you were saying, you were you were getting to an age where you just did not want to participate, simply put. You did not want to participate. Mm-hmm. You wanted your money to go to other places. And then, you know, you you um, got to Africa. You were so excited mm-hmm. about your garden. And you used to always talk about the <laughs> mangoes. So I've been listening, like, you know.
1: So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. And I went through a lot of stuff here, you know, revealed, you know, hey, this very subject, this different dynamic, but this very subject of portrayal in, in, in the circles it's amazing. But even when you feel that pain and that sting of betrayal and and families and in-laws and all that stuff, when you break free of it, you will thank them, not directly, but you'll thank the fact that they showed their hand. Now, you know, now, if they had held back showing their hand for 10 years, it would be more of a sting for 10 years. And at 60 years old, I don't want to waste no more time. I'll be 70 in 10 years. No, we're not trying to do that bad boy. No way. So I love every single day. And I've always, even through challenging times, saw the beauty of each day. That's one thing that has always got me through that, no matter what, I can laugh. When my father had his home going service, you know, people there that were older than me, some were younger than me. And when I got up to talk, mm-hmm. after a while, I and, I and I had them laughing. You know what I mean? It's funny. I'm telling jokes, you know, but that's just the way I am. And so- Yeah see the joy in every bit of the day and have the ability to laugh and never let anything stop you from having a good meal and a good night's sleep. And don't let people take your energy like that. And always put the side of your day to yourself where you recharge just like you're recharging the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just keep your tank full. And if you find it drained, find out why you have the right to drain down your energy sources. If you want to stay up all night and dance or whatever, you're around some friends, whatever, but, Nobody else has yeah. that right. Never mm-hmm. let anybody. Feel it. It, they 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 have the privilege of just taking it without you knowing it. Just like the way my father raised me, he said you never ever ever go in a woman's purse. You never ever, even if the money I'm making is in Mrs. Skirr's purse and it's me that made the money, but I never look at it that way. It's our money. If I made it, you to make a dime, it's our money. In the same way she thinks, but I don't go in your purse. Mm-hmm. We got funny games with that. She knows that. Lance, go in my purse. I said, I can't do it. Come on, just, I'm, you're my husband. Come on, just, I can't do it. The other time she tried that, I broke the whole purse and turned it upside down so she can get out of it. What was that? I said, I'm not putting my hand in your purse. I, my father would get me, even though, you know, that's not going to happen. But, you know, you live by the rules that you set for yourself. You're not going to accept certain levels of disrespect. At this part of your life, you still will be forming rules. You still have more Mm -hmm. life to live, levels to go, to absorb. Look at me at this age. I'm still learning. You never stop learning about human nature and and, and the universe, the beautiful universe that you have on the inside. Never make anybody make you feel that you don't have that. It's not just about your beautiful face. A lot of women have that, but a lot of them don't have a beautiful universe and peace and harmony and how you want to live. And when you get into another relationship, whenever that time comes, no rush. You sit Mm -hmm. down and you set the boundaries. Mm -hmm. Boundaries free you Mm -hmm. because now you know what to expect. It's not boundaries that you can't do this and you can't do this. No, it's important for you to have a certain standard of living with someone or them being in your life, and let them know what your instruction manual is. How the heck am I going to go to Toyota and say, "Well, Audi said this is the instruct"? No, that's the Audi instruction manual, maintenance manual, not for Toyota. So I can't bring something from an old relationship and bring it to miracle joy and say, well, this is the way it's been because it's a different set of dynamics, different personalities, different backgrounds, different idiosyncrasies, different things that you've been through to make you, you. Everybody's unique. It's just a shame that most of us don't know how unique we are. You're not a Mm -hmm. cookie cutter individual. You don't deserve to be treated that way. You're a five star restaurant. You're not McDonald's. You see what I mean? You're not Mm -hmm. Motel 6 your five-star hotel and you, you know that that's why you're not going to accept anything less you know what i mean Mm-mm.
3: yeah i know that's right and again i appreciate all of that and all that is so true and that's definitely something that i've had to learn a lot about is like that b word boundaries like i've had to learn a lot about what boundaries are what they consist of and i feel like i've had to speak a lot i feel like i've had to speak up a lot about the boundaries yes. that I wanted to set foot in my relationship. I've never like had a lot of other issues that people have had in relationships, like thankfully and luckily. But the boundaries issue is like one of the issues that I've had in terms of like you know maybe you should speak up a little bit more when it comes to your family and like how close they come to you or the things that they say and you know the things that you tell them and stuff like that because. Um, I don't like people in my business and I don't like, you know, your family thinking that they could have an opinion or they know what's going on and they don't know what's going on because they don't live with you. They're, they're not in a relationship with you. So I definitely have gone through that. And I, I'm going to try to think about that more carefully in the future about, um, really making it known what my boundaries are, because telling someone what your boundaries are is not a negative thing. It's you letting them know, like, this is what I'm not going to stand for, and this is what I will stand for. So I really have to shift my mindset about, like, what are boundaries. It's not, like, even being bossy. It's just about letting the person know what you will and will tolerate. So I feel like that's just how I have to, you know, see things. And I like, like you said, I don't mind supporting him because like, you know, I would want someone to do that for me. That's like the least that I could do. I'm already doing a lot, you know, like taking care of things. And I just hope his family could come through for him on a greater scale in terms of like kind of getting together and having support, not necessarily thinking about like money first, you know? So I hope that that could happen for him because his freedom is really in the hands of his family.
1: Yes. Yes. And, and, and look, look at it this way. You're giving him an emotional two-week notice, like a job, even though it's not going to be two weeks. It'll be longer than that. But you prepare for that. You know his personality. You know how to talk to him. And you just can't stay if he sheds some tears, if he tries to be convincing or sentimental, or tries to get you in that zone again. You know in the relationship with him what you have to watch out for. You're still going to be a loving individual, but you're not going to be a fool to yourself. You see what I mean? And just Mm -hmm. like in boxing, protect yourself at all times, you know, and and emotionally and the sentimental stuff. Don't 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 find yourself somewhere or even there. Take a walk or do whatever. Don't let them get you back through the back door. You know what I mean? Straight up. You got to be straight up and whatever. And you can still operate and whatever. But you have got to get out of that. I don't think anybody listening to this and I will be looking at the comments after this is up as a video. I want to hear somebody say, you're wrong for saying that, because they're probably a a dysfunctional family themselves and want to suck from somebody. I've been in that situation where, and even work families, not even just the in-laws or, or those, but even in work families, even when I worked in the jail, I was so enthusiastic coming in there to talk to the guys that were there. I spent my whole shift talking with these guys. I would used to get standard ovations when they found out that I was working in a certain area. I was drawing my pictures and you know, just writing letters for the guys and telling making them laugh and, you know, we cracking jokes on each other. And the coworkers didn't like it because they had issues at home that they couldn't control. So they're going to execute more, more control on the job to make up for that. You see what I mean? And these people didn't like them who were locked up. I went in there. I had a ball. Those are some of the best days of my, I hate to say it that way, but I'm going to say it that way for a joke for him. <laughs> Being in jail was some of the best days of my life, but I worked there. It wasn't because I was locked up. Um, mm-hmm. but Yeah. For you, like I said, do for him as he needs, but do not pull on your life force. Fulfill the obligation of indecency what you would do, you know, and and that's it. He's got to learn how to walk on his own two feet emotionally and his his family behind him. The way I see Mm -hmm. it, they want to use you down the line. They want to use you down the line. You know, if you have a car together and he's driving it and he loans it to them and they break it up, they're dependent on you to fix the car so they can drive it. That's the kind of people they seem to be to me. So. You, know. you don't
3: even want to know, <laughs> you don't want to know. Like the craziest thing like hit like so basically he's done because he's kind of like an entrepreneur which i totally respect yes. i totally like mm-hmm. that's kind of one of the things that attracted me to him is that he kind of had an unconventional way of thinking and going about things right. and i like that because mm-hmm. we're unconventional people we live in unconventional unconventional um you know environment so i like that and um I'm saying all that to say he's done a lot of like business ventures you know some of them have been great and some of them have not so much which of course is normal um but you know he he you know started doing uber for like you know his income and um you know uber is like a whole self-employment mm-hmm. thing you sexual and sexual so he liked that aspect yeah. of it cool mm-hmm. so he was doing like his own car that he decided that he wanted to get sustainable. He got a Tesla through Uber. Uh, he did that right. for, you know, a few months and it ended up being like a not good uh, investment because, you know, mm-hmm. it ended up more money than he had hoped. And it, it kind of was like breaking even, not really like so smart. He had to go in right. the hospital to get, uh, minor, minor surgery.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, he ended up having to turn back into Tesla. So his older brother who, excuse me, the family looks up to, for you know like decision making a lot of things so they do that whole hierarchical thing like excuse me the mom looks to the oldest and he's kind of like the oldest one they are president you know to to kind of like make decisions i feel indifferent about that Mm -hmm. so um basically his older brother lent lended him a car and it was an older an older like toyota his older brother charged him $300 a week for like a 2007, 2008 car. And wow, wow. I, I said to him, like, why are you letting him do that? Like I said, he should be charging you half of that, if not less. And the hey. thing about it is when, when, Number one, you've already paid him more than the car is probably worth since you've had the car, he's had the car probably like three or four months, so you've already paid him more than what the car is worth, you know what I'm saying, by this time, and right. uh, he told me that he wanted to come get the car back, like, long story short, he told me in about a week or week and a half, earlier last week, he told me he wanted to come get the car back um because he said it's just going to be sitting there and you know me being the kind of person i am i was like, okay you know you could take it i don't really have anywhere to go you know i did right. tell him that i wanted my mom to you know have her come over here and stuff like that he was like that's fine you know go get your mom but he was all like if you need somewhere to go the twin his my boyfriend's brother he will take mm-hmm. you where you need to go I was like, okay whatever you know i i asked him how much the insurance was because he told me he had to pay for insurance but the first thing that came on his mind, which always is like the beginning of the conversation, is money. Oh, I need to get the car back so I can rent it out. Um, mind you, the reason why I have a car, my car is paid off, but right. because my car was involved in the crime. um yes. They kept my car and the lawyer ended up saying to me like, oh, you know, you can uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't have your car. You can come get it. I'm not going back to Mexico to get my car. So that's just going to be that. The older brother mm-hmm. was like, well, you know, uh, if you if you pay the money, I'll pay the money. and I will get the car so I could sell it. I'm like, how are you going to offer to pay money for my car to get it out? Um, you know, for like custom fees and stuff yeah. like that. That's all that mm-hmm. I need to do. I would better have the car back, but I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to chalk it up to the game and I'm just going to be like, you know, this is a time for me to have a new car or to Why have some you? breathing. Time, you know? okay. So, um, the brother brought it up about money. Like, you know, I will get the car so I could sell it. You can't do that. That's my car. I don't want to get it. You can't touch it. It's in my right. name registrations and is in my name. You this car that you were charging your brother to use that you were overcharging him for, clearly taking advantage of him. You want to take that away from me and it's my only mode of transportation. I'm not upset or anything because I work from home, but it's just right. the fact that Again, it's about money. Like, you want to take it so you can rent. Like, it's just that's always the first thing. Instead of my mom was like, you know, it would have been nice if he could have just been like, you know, you could keep this car. I know you don't have another one at the moment. This that, and a third. Like, you really need the money from this car that you rent out an old, like 2007, 2008 Camry. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could use that for money. Like, I'm just not understanding. I, I just don't get it, you know? And, um, i feel like it's really sad you know like i feel like they could have the potential to be such like an an even more beautiful family than they are or or what they appear to be but Mm -hmm. it's just things that just get in their own way you know like when i when i was um released from that court case and you know everything turned out to be okay i ended up talking to my mom and all that type of stuff and the lawyer had dropped me off and you know i um You know how you can go from the border, like very easily did that, um, took an Uber to his home where he said he would take me home because I live about an hour away from him, the older brother. Um, He was saying to me, like, you know, just going to his home, which I've been there like a couple of times before, has such a beautiful home. And I just think to myself, like, you have a beautiful home. You have a beautiful family. Why do you act like this? Like, it just makes no sense. Mm hmm.
1: Well, surroundings can be misleading. Seriously. yeah, You know, and in yeah. and, and the home and, and we tend to add on or fill in the blanks and we fill in the blanks lots of times when we're a good person who had good experiences and we fill in the blanks with good things. And sometimes it's not always as it appears. I've seen some beautiful homes, houses actually, but it wasn't a home. There wasn't the mm-hmm. emotional support. It wasn't the, the same set of rules. And remember, some families just come along and it is what it is, whatever happens, happens. When you have a real family, when you have a real set of folks who are over things, they lay down the rules and they make that place a home. Some mm-hmm. places can be beautiful, it can be merely flop houses for the individuals in there with no emotional support, no connection. They just end up being DNA sharers. They share DNA. And the only reason why they have a Childhood together with brothers and sisters because they had no choice at that age. They had to be there because they were taken care of. Mm-hmm. And once they enter into the outside world, they become who they really are. And so so many times they're diametrically opposed to each other. And the only thing they can talk about is when they grew up and that was it. But sometimes you'll have family members that they don't talk to each other or they hate each other or one gains a peace of mind that the other one doesn't have, even though that <laughs> one that has more money or more riches. They're not at peace with themselves and they hate to see the next sibling have that peace of mind. It's just so many different variables mm-hmm. and and it's just interesting to study and interesting to see. And it's mm-hmm. very predictable when you have these dysfunctional families because mm-hmm. like I say, for example, in one transition, somebody in that pack is going to fill in the gap of what that person did or, or used to do. It's just, so, it's just so interesting from young. I've just always seen situations that can discern a person and you know to a point. I'm not Superman. <laughs> you know, I'm not Miss Cleo over here. You know what I mean? But it's just uh just an interesting thing that has helped me to navigate the shark-infested waters. I don't look at the world as though it's shark-infested, but there's sharks out there. And sometimes you have to get into that mode to understand that, like we said, we judge the world by the state of our own mind. And if our mind is good and we're balanced and we're happy and glowing and everything's flowery, it's beautiful. Because most of the time I walk around like that. I don't walk around in some, you know, people expect me when they meet me sometimes because of my rants that I may rant on sometimes. They may think I'm the angry black man. I'm, I tell more jokes than anything else. I'm so happy inside my spirit, but I, I can visit places when people want me to talk about things. I said, listen, I'm going to go there. I, I'm, I'm going to get in that state of mind. You're going to channel that energy and I go there. But don't hold back from defending yourself. I'll tell you that you have a right to defend yourself, your boundaries and your peace of mind, no matter who it is. Don't be nice with these people because they see you nice within yourself. And they say, ah, I can. And a lot of times they don't consciously think it. They just gravitate towards you because you're so nice. See, and and you can't give that to everybody. See mm-hmm. you you can't afford that to everybody. Your goodness yeah. is something that's precious. And mm-hmm. you just can't give it to you. I'm not saying you are. But the people some people will just give you the smile and the good talk, try to feel your energy and reflect it back on you to unlock you in your goodness.
2: Mm-hmm. Check them
1: out for a while. You know, check them out for a while. And don't when they press upon you, keep pressing upon you and wanting to be around you so much, just friendlier as a friend or I'm going to that function too. you' can I come fine you can come but don't let that take you off of your trajectory on how you enjoy the world. You should be in that zone learning yourself thinking about what you like, what you don't like. you're very, very, very young. But you know what? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of other young ladies and young men out there who are about to turn 28 that are worn down and very old. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I don't feel bad about my chronological age. Mm-hmm. I'm fresh. I'm not lying to myself. I'm not some old man trying to be young. It's a different mm-hmm. slang, a different this, a different that, but your energy. Mm-hmm. I want my energy to carry my body as far as it can go because your emotional health is very important. You see, if you let this get out of control, it will put some years on you.
2: Mm-hmm. Are you supposed I feel like to it be-
3: already has, to be honest with you, because like, n- not that it really has, but mm-hmm. I feel like in a way, like, I feel like even I wish I could go back a few years. You know what I'm saying? Because I just feel like you learn so much and you just see so many things that you even kind of just want to correct in the slightest bit. But, you know, you live and you learn, so... I feel great. I feel good. But I do feel like, you know, it is starting to add that extra weight and I don't need that. I don't want that. And I know that obviously it's it's not the place for me. It's not the place that I need to be in. It's not the club that I need to go to. So I'm okay Mm -hmm. with that. But I just definitely wanted to share my message. And I just wanted to come on and speak with people here because I don't know who could be going through the same thing or I know a lot of people deal with this and, you know, they don't speak up about it or they just kind of think they're crazy. That was one really big thing that I would go through a lot. And I'm lucky that I have a supportive friend who... She yes. kind of went through the same situation, but I feel like with her case, um, her her situation resulted in her having kids with the guy. So that's, that's uh, a blessing uh, all around. There's nothing bad about that. But at the same time, <laughs> she hurts inside because of his lack thereof. And she just said, like, you know, Miracle, like, at the end of the day, you have to do what you want to do. You have to do what makes you happy. And she acknowledges right. that his family has done things that, you know, could be seen as Uh, taking advantage of him or them not seeing like, you know, their sights on the right thing. So I feel like she comes from a good place. She's been my friend for a long time. I feel like we only have each other's best interests at heart. So when she tells me things and when she gives me advice, I definitely take heed to what she says. And, um, A lot of people deal with this, but they don't talk about it. A lot of people get into situations, relationships, and marriages, and they don't like the other person's family. Sometimes for Mm -hmm. some people, it's not a big deal, but sometimes for some people, it really creates like animosity and anxiety in the relationship. So I guess I'm just here to say that, you know, the choice is up to you, what you guys want to do or what what you feel like is right for you. But for me... um, you know, it just doesn't sit well with me. It's not my vibe. It's not my cup of tea. So it it does make me think that I want to depart not only because of that, but because I feel like I do deserve more in the relationship. It hasn't yes. come yet what I feel like I deserve. So I'm just tired of waiting. It will because, come.
1: It will come. Yeah. It'll come. Just,
3: mm-hmm.
1: this is the trick. If there's any tricks and it's not a trick, we are social creatures. We're made for companionship. We're made for love. We're made for the ultimate of having everything with someone else. Work on yourself. Raise your vibration. It it, it will force the universe to bring that person to you. It's not something that you need to look out for. It's going to happen. So many of us go out and I'm going to go to the club tonight. Maybe, uh, yeah, there's a pretty girl over there. So, no. No, do do you the way you would usually do. If you want to go sit in the park somewhere, do it because you want to. If you want to go to a crowded place or some function, do it because you want to do it. But while you're doing it, make yourself better. Mental, spiritual and physical. The deeper you are, you will it's a different zone out here <coughs> with our energy. It's the we are energy beings and it will pull you because of your energy if you meet somebody Mm. that has that desired energy that interlocks with yours, just a mere glance of the eye in passing would be so powerful that you both will turn around. It's going to happen. But if you're, I'm going
3: to wait for that. I'm going to, hopefully when, when that moment happens, I'll think of what you said, but honestly, I'm going to have to see it to believe it. And that's where I'm at. Like Mm. I'm so open, you know, for good things to occur. And I, I want ultimately to have, like, a family and kids. But yes. I'm not going to rush it because that's a lifelong decision. Like, literally, yes. your your experience, like, I think that was the show that I was watching that you had mm-hmm. where you had some woman on your show, and she was just speaking mm-hmm. so heavily about, like, your womb. And I know the importance of that. Like, yes. I practice, like, yoni steams for anybody out there that's yes. listening. Please get into really? that. Please look into that because I feel like we don't, right. you know give enough like power and praise to like what that part does, what that part holds onto and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I say all that to say is like, your your pregnancy and all that type of stuff. It's only as good Mm -hmm. as the person that got you pregnant. You're experiencing a mom. It's so dependent on literally like the baby's father. So that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. It's not going to play with at all. So I don't take that lightly.
1: Good. I'm glad to hear that. And I want to have some shows on that. Um, it's important that men know this. It's important that men know or have a different mentality than just wanting to run up at anybody. It's just, all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I had a crazy early part of my life and whatnot, and I learned from it. You know what I mean? And I'm better off because of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. that is very, very... You're you, you, you you're good. You got it. You, you know what to do. Once you said that and all the other things, I'm like... Ain't got nothing to worry about. Just keep doing what you're doing and get deeper in your practices and trust your spirit of discernment and your spirit It will never lie to you. That inner voice will never lie to you. You're already in touch. Just clear your way righteously so nobody can say you didn't do the right thing. And some of them will still say that. Of course, they're going to say that, but that's not your bother. You keep yourself healed up. You got children to bring into this world You have a man out there that is pretty much alive and he's out there on a collision course with you. He's thinking about you. You're thinking about him. You don't know each other yet. You got to get yourself better and ready. There's nothing wrong with you now, but it comes from within. It's not using your physical eyes to look around and there's a guy, men everywhere, but what kind and and your energy is going to bring that to you. You work harder. Sometimes it may take a little longer, work harder on yourself, make yourself better. And it will come to you because that shows that you trust in the balance of the universe. What keeps the pregnancies in the world is not always just 50-50. It might be 48-52. It might be 53-47 male to female. But it's things like that that I think about. These bedrooms are not connected. Where I'm going to have a child right now is going to be a girl. No, but it ends up evening out. Man has put his finger in that to mess nature up, but nature's perfect. You see what I mean? There's no squirrel book on squirrels. And it's not just a sex thing, but they, they're procreating and they're living and they're <clears> animals. <throat> we just don't trust and do the right thing and prepare ourselves. There are things that men have to do to prepare themselves.
3: Yeah. I've heard and you a lot about it, that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You doing the Yoni Steam is not just about the J. It's deeper than that. You're cleaning mm-hmm. and clearing the portal that brings life into the world, not just on a physical <laughs> level, but on a spiritual level.
3: To me see, it's about like bringing in attention and you know what this is the moment where I'm going to give credit where credit is due. My mm-hmm. boyfriend he comes from a big family. So one of his older siblings did mm-hmm. share with me and she did um when I went to her home, we visited her home together a couple of years ago and she did introduce the practice to me of doing the yoni steam. So I must give her credit because I'm grateful that she introduced that to me even though you know when it came to this situation You know, she did act a certain type of way and kind of just like, I don't know why she kind of called me on the situation, what her whole aim was. My whole Mm -hmm. thing was in regards to that. If you guys are going to make decisions as a family, just be smart. Don't don't make any decisions because of you not wanting to spend money or the money aspect. Make sure the decisions you make are wise because it's not just your life or your family on the line it's hit him too but that's i still right. have that to say is that i just feel like it's okay for women to be picky when it comes to their picker because yes. that child first of all you are gonna have that man's dna inside of you that's even mm-hmm. a big enough statement right then and there how much do you like that man to have his that's dna right. inside of you for nine Growing. months that could potentially make you sick Or it could potentially kill you. And it's just like, I feel like maybe what I'm saying will be overlooked, but it's a very big deal. And I feel like that's a big reason, a big problem with our community that we don't don't pay enough attention to that. And that's kind of the reason why we end up in certain situations that we're not happy with or that we kind of look back upon. And the grandma's bitter and the mama's bitter. It's because (laughs) it's like... Like, you know, you were just you were just messing around literally with the crumbs that were in the corner. Like, you know, we have to that's we have to be better than that. Like, if you see yourself in a better situation, you know, this is a testament to me and other people, you know, explore right. what that could be, you know. So, yeah, and that's
2: very
1: you got it. You got you understand when they say a person can kiss another person and some something is still attached to them. Just think of the the spiritual aspect the physical mm-hmm. aspect, you're averaging out with this person. If, if you're not faced the same way in this world and, and, and have the same ideologies and, and, and just aspirations, because even if you had 10 children from a man or one child from him, if he was to transition, he touched you. He, he is part of you still. He's still in creation. just in a different phase. What I'm saying, you're opening up so much. So when you consciously do it and for the, Young ladies who may have done things and never thought about it so deep—it's not like there's no hope. Get on the get on the righteous bandwagon and clean things up and move forward effectively. I just don't want to see you waste any time or have any scars that are long lasting because they'll try to keep on mm-hmm. feel guilt and you should have done this no and you should have done that no. You do it. You're you're here to do, and you're not doing anything anybody wrong. I'm not going to let for- anybody
2: do that.
3: I'm going to stop you right there, Lance. I'm not going to let anybody do that. I respect my elders. not trying to interrupt, but I'm not going to let anybody well, do that. Because exactly. first of all, I don't... I don't care what they have to say, you know, like I'm committed to him in the sense that, yeah, he's my boyfriend. Yes, we live together. Yes, we share responsibilities. But at the same time, he has not done all the things that he's supposed to or should have done, you know, from the outside looking in and from the inside looking in, to my viewpoint. My viewpoint is the only viewpoint that matters because I'm the only other person in the relationship. So I just feel like If he has not done these certain things, you dare not speak to me what I should have done. I did what I did. What did you do? You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm coming from. And that's why I I cut my cord, you know?
1: That's right. You're already there. It's not like you're distraught and don't know. You know, we're just talking about it. And when I said it it like that, with that intensity, I always say things to the people who might be listening to, but you're already, Mm -hmm. you're already, you're, you're, you're good. You're good. You're not like you're crying your eyes out and thinking about what could have been or whatever have you. This has sharpened you. This has sharpened your knife. The experiences in life sharpen our blade to cut through the same situation or see the same situation coming at us and we don't deal with it just quicker because we see it because we've been through that. You know what I mean? So like I was just, look, there are certain entities circling around my life now, males, I'll say it that way, um, who sound good talk good talk progressive but i already know no i'm not bringing them in my world because it is a suck for me you see uh uh-uh. uh i already know it nothing about them I, i'm not hating on anybody but i already know <coughs> you have to protect yourself there's certain friends of mine who i wish i was around more but physically i moved away to to west africa but we talk every day but there are certain other entities that are like yeah i'm going to get there and I don't know exactly what it is that they may want, but they want something and they want to leave me deficient. No, I cannot do that anytime soon. When you have that voice inside you that you want to give or that you want to do for someone you trust with that, but you don't get bogarted into that kind of stuff. So for me, I'm going to be a little more reclusive, not a hermit or anything like that, but I'm comfortable. I've had a little taste from everything in the buffet of life. So I know what I like. And I know what I'm not gonna have a plate of again. And it's sweet when you get to this point. You have older people that get older and sometimes they have a perpetual (laughs) smile on their face because they didn't learn the lessons. They didn't learn what they had to learn. I want to be one of them old. That
0: is very true.
1: Exactly, when I'm walking down the street, nobody's around but you peeking at me out the window and you're like, he's still smiling. What is he smiling at? You know what I mean? That you're happy, you know? Yes, definitely.
3: It's very true. Um, I'm thankful, you know, that you're an elder, someone that I can watch the videos and just like hear stories and anecdotes and experiences and learn from.
1: It's an honor. (coughs) It's all about. I don't want to I don't want to transition and leave all my experiences, you know, where no (laughs) one can learn. And that's 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 the good, good, the bad, the ugly. I'm not going to try to kid up here and present myself as somebody so perfect. You know what I mean? That's not going to work. We're all going to learn, you know, from the things that we've been through. And that, that, that's what it is. Sometimes things make me look a little stupid. People may laugh. I don't care. I'm letting it all hang out. Because just like uh, Pastor Miles My- Monroe said, you know, he wanted to die empty. And I know what he meant by that. That the things that he had to share with the world, you know, he wants to get it all out of his system. That's your duty for being here. That makes it easier for somebody else to get to a higher level than you were at that particular point. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm just
3: getting over a cold, like that experience that I told you. It left me in a very unclean environment. Mm -hmm. So I'm just dealing with that right now physically.
1: I'm getting over one, too. So, you know, I I have the advantage of the mute button, but I've been coughing over here. (laughs) So don't worry about that. That's that. And and we need to know those things, too, that lots of times when we get these sicknesses or colds or different things, we know we've been doing the right thing or try to figure out why. It could be just a person's energy. It could be the environment physically. But um, our bodies talk to us big time in ways that we don't even know. Talks to us big time. You there know,
3: are books about that, and that's another thing. Like yes. I feel like we 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 were taught more so to trust outside than inside.
1: It's it's all about inside. It's all about the mm-hmm. inside. Let me tell you, it's, it's like okay, back in the day when I used to do bodybuilding, I was eating strict, and. After the competition, we all might go out and eat something like really bad, what we would consider bad, you know, some McDonald's or some some ice cream or some heavy pizza or whatever. And the next morning you wake up, you have this stuff in the corner of your eye, not to be disgusting, but you have this stuff. It's like you realize that you ate stuff and your body's trying so hard to get rid of it. And one thing I noticed, if I'm eating clean and I get around toxic people, Even if if it's for a little while, the next morning I wake up and I got this goop in my eye. I'm like, wait a second. I didn't eat anything bad for this. It's the people that I was around and my body telling me don't go around those people. See, we got to get deeper on this stuff and try to figure out why. And really listen to our bodies, listen to our environments. Now, if I went out and had something that I wasn't supposed to have and I wake up like that, you know, Your body's trying to excrete and get rid of certain things. But I could be eating really good. Say, man, I've been doing good for six months. I've been doing good for this. And I get around people I don't know or some that I know and I'm around them. And they got their little resentments and stuff. My body's going to let me know. And it happens every time. Now, if it's a crowd, I may not know who. But it's something in your dreams will always let you know stuff too. Your dreams. Your dreams will never lie to you. When you have good peace of mind and you're centered, you're not living a life of turmoil where you're on all these substances. But if you're at peace with yourself, your dreams tell you, look, I have dreams, good dreams, right? I had a um a dream where, yes, and she fell off. I don't know if she lost power, and I'm gonna continue to talk until she comes back. Let me just put up the banner again so you have something to look at. <laughs> Which now we forgot all about what we talked about on the on the topic, but we're still on that betrayal thing. But um, I had a dream the other night where I went into someone's house. Yes, I knew you'd be back. <laughs> Let me take this banner down. Yeah, I had a dream the other night where I, I entered into someone's house. I was welcomed there. So I went in. I don't know who it was. It was one of those abstract dreams. And they had like it could have been hundreds of cats inside the house. So I already knew this was I knew it was a dream, kind of. Right. And One of the cats rushed toward me, and I'm not cruel to animals at all. It didn't freak me out. There was hundreds of cats rubbing against me, but there was one that I thought was evil coming at me. I didn't kick it. I would never kick it. I just put my foot out in front of me to push it away as it came toward me, but for some reason, it reacted like it was a kick and flew against the wall, and the face was bloody. And I woke up, and I felt bad because I would never do that. And I thought about it, and that was a dream that let me know, don't be heavy-handed in a situation that may look that way because the intentions of that person may not be that way towards you. It may appear to be that way, but it may not. I have what I call warning dreams, and it's all how I feel. And it makes me alligators, crocodiles, snakes. The other night, I had a dream about so many snakes and it's a warning. I don't freak out because I know with my face being out there, even though I'm not some famous dude or whatever, there are people out there who have feelings against you and for you, and you will pick up on these things. But you'll get these warnings to know, you know, you'll say to yourself, I was thinking about going out to the mall today and tooling around, but you know what? I'm gonna stay inside, mm-hmm. remain elusive. You know, and it was suggested in the chat room also, like when you make your move and you know this. Don't let everybody know what your plans are. Don't let everybody know what your plans are. I'll leave, I've even lied about plans just to throw the people that I know off. Mm, okay.
2: When I move yes, when, when I
1: move, yeah, you have to move deceptive in a protective manner. It's not in a venomous manner. You're not a liar. But in the art of war, you gotta protect yourself and you have to deceive the enemy. Mm-hmm. And if they are not an enemy, then you reveal it later on as it happens. When I move from New York. To Florida back in 2001, there were some neighbors that were so nosy, some that were cool with me, but the ones that came up that were so nosy, they knew something was up because I didn't well, I got, there's a mosquito over here I'm trying to get. Okay. I, I missed them. <laughs> Why do I have to fly near you and tease you? But anyway, there was one who was designated to come over and find out where I was going. So I told him, I said, you didn't know I'm moving to Houston, Texas. But I'm not putting a sign up, you know. I said, I love it down there. The next person came. I told him. I said, I'm moving to Omaha. This is, uh, why Omaha? I went there and it just resonated with me. Others, Chicago. Some people I said this, that, with a Mississippi, California. Mm-hmm. And when I slipped up out of there, when they saw the moving truck, because I told them it wasn't moving anytime soon, but that's where I'm going to go. I said, I'm helping to move one of my tenants out. <laughs> and it was me moving. So when I left, they had no clue. I slipped out and they were just befuddled because I didn't wow. need these people in business. So it wasn't like I'm some evil guy who's lying. Mm-hmm. But I said what I said to distract. Do you think that the motorcade of the president is going to tell you with all of these dozens of cars? Well, we have duplicate cars to throw people off, but this is the one he's in, the president. No. Mm-hmm. Don't know who's up on the rooftop or somewhere, although they have that covered, or who's gonna do something. No, you have the right to do that. Protect is a protective shell. You know, you 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 put a protective shell around you. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm still in the fact of the dream you said you had about the the massive amount of cats. I wonder what that was supposed to mean because I'm a big believer in like that your dreams are like hold certain meaning within your life and like certain symbols. So that's very interesting.
1: Yes, yes. And I felt so bad with that one particular cat. I picked it up and, you know, but that cat wasn't coming at me in a venomous way. So that's why I said, okay, let me not be so quick with the hands. I would never smack anybody. I'm just saying symbolically, let me not be so quick to be on the attack. Let me lay back a little bit and make sure, you know, because remember- I
3: don't know I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone has ever told you, but if you ever do feel like your dreams are getting out of control or they're a little bit too fast paced, mm-hmm. you can always take mm-hmm. like passion flower. You can drink it in tea form and it helps, like, kind yeah. of calm your dreams down and calm you down, yes. too. Lavender, yes. eucalyptus, like that works as well.
1: Beautiful. Exactly. And we have so many here. I'd like to have a show about all of those things as far as the teas and herbs and stuff like that. And everybody just come on and share whether they can come on or call in or get in the chat room or even come on to the show. Mm -hmm. And anytime anybody here, everybody here knows that when you want to do something and share a story or share some experiences or some knowledge or whatever, just let me know. You know, there's a person who contacted me a little while ago um, about doing something and and discussing something really crucial in their life. And um, I appreciate that. You know, I really appreciate that. Because that's what it's all about on a positive level. Because you could be going through something, but what you're going through may not even be as bad or as uh, as intense. But when you share how you're dealing with it, it can help them out. Because a lot of people are scrolling through on YouTube on social media platforms, and very few people. There are a lot of good platforms out here now. Granted, I'm you know I'm not saying this was the only one, but it's not enough. Social media has has removed connections from people is not social it wasn't meant to be social it is meant to be artificial but if we can infuse it with the real human touch and caring that's a beautiful thing because this thing was not made to <clears throat> bring us together it was made to for control to have us addicted to us to, uh, to it and for other reasons to interlock with that to control your mind so if we can put the good stuff out there i don't mind being shadow banned <laughs> that's my middle name it's okay (laughs) i don't need to have a million hits but for you to come in like this show your face share your story and for those in the chat room who are there riding with you because you need to go back and look at some of these wonderful comments towards you it's a beautiful thing you know i I think i told people i'm going to be the first youtuber to get negative 250 hits (laughs) i don't care you know they manipulate those things anyway you know as long as we can leave a lasting impression, then that's what it is. And I know you probably have something to do or something like that, but I want you to um, let me know when you're ready to come back. Even if you want to pick a subject, we'll all get down on it. It's like a cipher. You know, everybody brings different things and we, we'll we cook on it and we'll go a nice long time, you know? Okay, and you're always Definitely.
3: Welcome. Thank you so much Lance for all of your kind words and your advice and your wisdom. It's always appreciated. I'm, I'm a long time listener. I'll continue listening. Thank you to everyone that, you know, was here while I spoke my truth. I hope that if you're going through something that you get through it as well.
1: Thank you. Thank you for being so open in a good way, you know? So yeah, I definitely (laughs) want you to come back. Let me, um, put the screen back up. That was an honor. Uh, unexpected joy that's the way it is out here in cyberspace and like i said now what if i said well i'm not going to do a show tonight this wouldn't have happened so there's nothing by chance it always works out for the greater good so i'm gonna talk a little bit more let me see let me just peep into the chat room wasn't ignoring you but gotta make sure everything over here is good yeah beautiful beautiful A of wise people here. Like I say, I really appreciate it. I'm so gifted to have such wise individuals here on the platform, and um, it's 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 it's, it's truly a gift. And I and I walk with everybody every day. It's not like I just oh I'm gonna do a show later on. Ah, I don't care about it. no. All your names pop up in my head, if I don't even though if I don't know what your face looks like. You'll Feel your energy. And that's just not hocus pocus because I'm a very sensitive person. And when I feel something, I know it's true. That's something that my mother, my mother left me with. It can be shocking when I read somebody and they're really like crooked, and they're like, how does this guy know what's in my heart? (laughs) You know what I mean? But I don't I don't intend to stop smiling, I don't intend to stop laughing. And telling our jokes and, and, and helping to heal a person they need to talk or whatever. I'm not going to stop that stuff. If that's what I'm put here to do, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to stop. Not going to stop at all. Now, I'm not going to stay up all night now. But if anybody wants to get into the conference room, the conference line, I'll say go there now. It's always open. You go there first, you're not going to hear anything. Somebody else pops in, it'll be two people, three, four, five. Then, you know, start the conversation. Definitely after this type of revelation and experience sharing tonight, I'd like to talk about those things for a little while, but don't think I'll just flat leave everybody. But I didn't wake up until, again, 6.23. (laughs) I slept for five hours. I was going to try to stay up all day. But I'm glad I slept because there's no way I would be able to be up at this time because over here it's 3.07. I know Mrs. Skirb wants to get up. We're going to take a walk out with a friend of ours and help her to look around the, the neighborhood and stuff for certain reasons. And um, oh, she's looking for an apartment on this side of town. So we're going to walk around. So I will have my little walk and talk, but I may not make it where I'm doing the audio because, you know, somebody else might be talking personal. So I'll get the footage, but I may put some music behind it. But before I put the music behind it, well, maybe I might not have to. So we'll see. And um, I have a little, a lot of bits and pieces of visuals that are not really anything super spectacular, but I'll be putting them up at the end of shows that I upload. Mrs. Skirb has two little pieces that she did and I ha- have to cook those up. I probably won't I'll probably wait until tomorrow afternoon and do that. And um, yeah, tomorrow is what now? Um, oh, I'm thinking it's Friday because she said she's taking off tomorrow. So it's going to feel like a Saturday. So I'm thinking it's Friday, but no, it's not Friday. No, nah, nah. But regardless, we're doing shows every day. I took off Sunday. I had so much tweaking to do, and I think I uploaded some things. If I'm not doing something live, I got something to upload, you know. And one of the biggest, one of the bigger bits of news in my world, which is trivial to other people, there's a bodybuilding channel that was taken down for no reason. And this guy was really good. I don't think he violated it. I think it was really political, but I'm following that story um, to see what lines They say he crossed, which it was for no reason whatsoever because he he never got a strike or a warning. So I'm watching that case. It's like 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 a case, like a court case. I'm watching this case real hard because they're going to be doing a lot of crazy things on social media for seemingly no reason at all. They're going deep into the crates of my content, looking for songs that may be copywritten, which I never did that. Only early on, before they had those tight rules, they'd never give you strikes. But songs that I purchased that were copyright-free, that were white-labeled, and I used them. And five years later, you say, it's a copyright strike because that somebody came and bought the license for that song. Well, I shouldn't be penalized for that. So I get those notices several times a day because lots of times I've used the song more than one time. Now the way I do it, they can't touch me. So we have to be careful. We always have to have our neck on the swivel and watch out for what's going on around us. And just to be aware, but never let anything take our joy. That's the bottom line. You know, wow, I appreciate you all. And I'm going to sign it off right now and play some music a little bit. And we all can go into the chat room if you choose to. If you want to share some stories or talk or whatnot. Um, If you can't get in through the line, there's international numbers and whatnot. I'll drop that link in here and there's a way of going in directly by um okay let me see this here hold on my screen i got so many screens popping up directly through a link and that link is always the same so you don't have to um get a different you can go right with your computer even if you don't want to use your phone you can use your phone to hit that link and still get in so that's what it is so i'm so pleased with this and how it operates okay i went to the wrong page here hold on hold tight Just trying to get that link. Okay, go to the login. I gotta find this mosquito. It's like a game. It's like you're not gonna be in here and wait for me to fall asleep and then to come bite me up. (laughs) I'm gonna burn some incense and different things and draw them out and get them. And they like they have a personality. It's like they just know. (laughs) Okay, let me let me get this link. I'm gonna drop it right in the chat, so if you don't want to use your phone, you can go through that, click on that, boom, there it is, you might have to put www in front of it, I picked it up without it, but let me try it again,
2: okay, hold on,
1: okay, this is a better version here, that might not work, let me drop this in. Okay. Can't make any calls anywhere in the world. Click right there. It'll bring you on in. Anyway, it's been a very intense, wonderful, loving night. A lot of great information shared. It's been good. And um, just want to let you know, we're going to be in that conference line in a little bit. And we'll chop it up there. And you all have a good night. And we'll be back tomorrow with so much more. Thank you for riding with me. Peace.
2: Much love.
0: Take it away, take it away, take it away, take it feeling, away too feeling, good, feeling too good to you chillin all day, Chilling all, all, day, all day, all in your space, space is where, I'm where I am wanna be You're in this what did you I do, just what I, I just can't get in love too, too, too caught good. up, too caught up